Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fest on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel 99 
That uh, world famous Detroit rock and roll audience going crazy for the Jay Giles band. Uh, Chris Stanley gives us a week of Jay Giles all live. I think all from Detroit too. Everything that happens. If you had a band, you wanted to break in Cleveland and break in Detroit. That was always important because those people gave a shit. That's why they needed it. They yeah. needed that music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did need it. But they were also a great, you know, discerning audience. They would be able to tell the difference between shit and good. Not to attack you, Nebraska, but you were just happy if anybody fucking showed up. <laughs> You're like, someone is here. Let's be happy. That's different. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Yes, the name Fez is there. Even though he hasn't been here for weeks, he's going to miss one more week. I was out to dinner with Mr. Fez Watley last Oh, you night. did go to dinner. Yes, we were at the uh, Blue Ribbon Bakery. Wow. In the village. That's nice. Eating that phenomenal fried chicken dinner that they have. And you couldn't make this shit up. While we were eating, and we're right on the window over the street, uh, there was a model with, her, with the pictures going the whole time. Sure. And it was a tall, black male model. Shirt off, eight pack, triangle in the back. The whole time we were eating, I was cracking up. It was the funniest shit ever. Um, Fez Watley, I don't know how you could put 25 years on Fez, but that's how he looked last night. No. The neck break. He's lost so much weight in a, in a week that he's wearing his regular T-shirt, and it's just hanging straight down. Oh, my God. Um, so remember I said that he had this problem with his hip. He told me there's a buildup on it. I'm like, that's scar tissue, dude. It's, you know, pretty normal. And so he says, uh, yeah, it's right here if you want to feel it. Yeah. So I reached up to feel it to feel this lump. Right. Instead, it felt like I put my hand on a soft, juicy dick. Oh, <laughs> it felt like someone had put a penis. It was so oh. filled with, I'm going to guess cum. I don't know what else <laughs> it would be. Jesus. Yeah. Christ, man! But I could not believe the size of it. Like, okay, like when you t when you touched it, you could like squeeze it, basically. Yes, you could squeeze ah. it. Right. There was a feeling I just wanted to pop it. It was like a cyst. Yes, but juicier. <laughs> oh. Literally, I gave you the best description I can. You've put yourself on a flaccid, sizable man cock. He's got a hip cock, a hip dick. 
<laughs> Once again, he's he's got a hip cock. Oh, that's disgusting. Uh, I could not believe. Well, that's not scar tissue then, right? No, it's probably something because of the scars, something's not flowing. Right. Probably going to put a needle in it today. Drain suck it. it out uh, drain that. Yeah, drain that cock. Drain that jizz. Yeah, get that hip dick down to where it needs to be. Just... <laughs> You felt it in the restaurant? Yes, in the restaurant. <laughs> you should have fucking popped it then. No, I, honestly, I thought I was going to put my thumb on a lump. Sure, know? like a knot, right? Like- yeah. And he's like, I wear my fat pants, so I'm not squeezing around my, you know, my thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let me see. I could not believe what I squeezed in there. I feel like I want to puke just to have some weird hip dick on the fucking side of your body. <laughs> Maybe it's all the jizz that's built up. From being in the hospital for two weeks. Here's the other thing about Fez. He's got a sister with him. She has battled leukemia for six years. And has been... If I told you the things that she went through and all the things that that caused... You know, because if you get leukemia and you fight one thing, you get other things. She's been through hell and back. Eyes, hips, knee. All things that weren't lungs were not even part of the initial thing. Oh my God. Because of when you do this. She is so strong and so powerful. Then sat down to me the whole night, talking to me about the comedy format. What do you think is going to happen in late night? Did you see this guy? And I'm looking at her, and I'm talking to her, and I'm like, why aren't you Fez? (laughs) This is what I want out of Fez. And Fez is just sitting there, you know, having mashed potatoes very slowly. (laughs) Why, you know, the women talk in front of him. He's eating good, isn't he? And you would think you, he loves it, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, pudding. Uh, I like pudding. You know what I mean? Like, sure. he loves being sick and stuff. I can handle that. But his sister is so tough. And then I have to find out she's also into the, the format. We could use her <laughs> in a heartbeat here. Holy shit. And Fez had nothing to say about any of no, that. No, 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 no. no. He has no interest in that He shit. just wants you to look at the fucking hip dick and, and then point at it. What do you think of my hip dick? <laughs> oh. Wow. So it was, a, it, was a, it was a nice night. It was a wonderful night. With, I guess. Well, with the paparazzi out front. Well, there the was also, also Julia Stiles walked past the... Uh, nice. Thing, yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Star-studded yeah. cast. Oh, was a... You know, she has a very, very attractive ass. I don't think it even gets enough play in the newspapers. But you're never going to go wrong. You've, you've been to the blue ch- uh, thing before to have their chicken? Yeah, I've had it before. Blue Ribbon, yeah. You, you had the one up uh, where they serve sushi, right? Mm-hmm. Around the corner? So it's just basically the same food, only you get more of it with mashed potatoes and collard greens, and then they bake their own bread. It's amazing. It's fucking great. They have a bacon bread that you can have with bone marrow. So oh. I'm fucking spreading it all over. Everyone's looking at me like I'm sick, and I'm like, you need bone marrow, Fez. Start and eat this. And then his sister's like, just eat the middle part where it's not so crusty. The other really funny thing with Fez is because he had that throat thing, right? His voice is up like a little higher. And I'm cracking up because he's like Howard Sprague from fucking Mayberry, right? Here's what his voice sounds like now. The trumpet with the fucking plunger on the bottom, you know what I mean? It sounds like like this. And I'm like, oh man, I hope you don't get your regular voice back. This would be fucking hysterical. Please. We've got to figure out a way to trade Fez for his sister. Why not just bring them both? 
We're over the salary cap already. Yeah, we we need to make a full trade. <laughs> yeah, we need to fucking clear out some space. The deadline's coming up. <laughs> Plus, she'll do everything for him. She was cutting his chicken last night. Oh, come on, no. Yeah. He... <laughs> And he's out in the neck brace, like he's at dinner with the neck brace on. Yeah, I don't. I you know what? I'm gonna say he didn't need the neck brace. Why would you say that? I'm gonna say that he, <laughs> he just didn't have his neck operated on. I know he has neck operated, but it's been like two weeks, and I think he just had the neck brace on just to get some more attention. Like, oh my god, that guy has a neck brace on. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to accuse anyone of that. <laughs> I, I didn't. It didn't even occur to me to yell, you don't need that neck brace. You're lucky I wasn't there. But it was really funny because the waitress dropped a plate next to him, <laughs> and I wanted to see whether he snapped around like <laughs> happened in the Brady Bunch that time. Did he? No. He doesn't move for anything. He's just like, he's also pretty tranked up, if I'm going to be totally honest. Really like messed up? Yeah, oh, he's, he's doing a lot of downs. Jesus. <laughs> But here's what I found out about his down taking. He doesn't like, I would like to eat my downs. He just takes all his pills together. Like he's a, like he eats massive amounts of pills. And he throws the down in with the rest of them. So I don't think he's ever like parting on them. But he's also never not downed out. So he's in a haze at this point? He's, he's in a, a haze. He's a fucking pilled up, yeah. hip dick having fucking haze. It yeah. sounds like I, you're saying like hip the adjective, like hipster, like hip dick. It just sounds like he has that a That is what dick. he's saying. He fucking <laughs> thinks that some fucking hips, are, some dicks are really, really hip. Other ones he thinks are squares, real L7s. <laughs> Who's picking the food out of his mustache? I mean, if he's not even cutting his meat. Is he shaving? No. Not oh, even slightly. He didn't must, shave at all. And he's all thin. He's got neck, a, yeah, he's, he must look he's, fucking crazy. He's thin. He's got the neck brace. And he's got like a poop deck pappy fucking white beard going on. <laughs> well, he told me that he wanted to lose weight. Like that he was hoping to lose some weight from this. Well, he he gained. He, he got everything he wanted out of it. Because he is. Um... But I I did not and will not accuse him of faking his neck. I mean, his <laughs> neck was operated on. I get that, but it, it, it cured the neck, so I'm sure he doesn't need the neck brace. And Do you remember when you hurt your hip and you were walking around here like a crazy person? I hurt, I hurt my right. back, all right? And then I went to a chiropractor, got a little bit of work done, and I was fine. You had a dick in your back, and we didn't make fun of you. <laughs> uh, Mark in Long Island, you're on the Run and Fest show. Hey, guys. Good afternoon. How yeah. you doing? Listen, Pepper, yeah. as somebody that's had spinal surgery, who had neck surgery, Fez is going to probably be in that um, that brace for maybe three months, bro. I mean, it's not like one no, of those No, he's not going doing. to be. He, he didn't have that. You know, this wasn't like he got in an accident and they did this. No, he, you know, they did it on purpose. And I know his the brace isn't going to last that long. It, it should have, it should have, I would say it should have lasted a week. And he shouldn't have never well, had a I know I did go and it. read stuff about this, and they said that people were up and feeling better uh, very, very quickly. No. He didn't get that kind of bounce, but he was out last night. Exactly. You know? When you said you were going out to dinner, like, bullshit. <laughs> She's going out to dinner. Fucking. Why is that bad? I felt I, I like from this surgery, but as he was building this thing up, I felt like he was going to be just bedridden up until the day before he comes back. What? But you're just hallucinating that. No one gave you <laughs> that information. There's no reason for you to think that. You're angry about something you know nothing about. Do you think that? Did he say that he that he feels better? That his no, you know, he'll his never neck say that. <laughs> I, I've known him for 25 years. He's never said I felt better. Never. He always feels bad, even on his best day. 
He likes having shit to bitch about. Now, he can say, see, I'm not lying. <laughs> Does the sister get annoyed that he... No, she what? adores him. Sainthood, then. I, I, I'm going to tell you what she said, and I feel like I'm, I'm breaking confidence. But she said, if he wasn't my brother, and I had a penis, we'd be perfect together. Oh, my God. Incest. I didn't even... I, I was just like... <laughs> That's odd. His sister, because she's had this illness for six years, with her, I was shocked with how great she looks and how great she's doing. Yeah. And she's like writing about her experiences to give other people strength oh, really and hope. Nice. I mean, it's amazing. You know, she has all these funny stories of all the bad things that people say to you. And she was like regaling us with tales of that. Um, so she's doing as good as you possibly can after coming back off some... She's doing better than anyone would ever expect. You know what I mean? Um, it's phenomenal. And then there she is, cutting <laughs> her brother's chicken, telling him to open the hatch, the airplane hatch. You know, pointing like, you see the male model out there? Oh, Look no. at him, he's got his shirt off. <laughs> so fucking funny. By the way, this thing went for a minute. We were sitting in front of a 25-minute homoerotic photo shoot. <laughs> Roll me to the window. I want to see. Yeah, he didn't even look. Oh, come on. There's some cut Everybody dude. had to, yeah. Everybody had to keep pointing it out to him. <laughs> so weird, dude. But I don't think, uh, you know, he's definitely on his way back up, but very funny, very funny night. <laughs> the neck brace just on the outside, I find hysterical. Why? Just I never see anyone in a neck brace, so I always just I just equate it with like wrestling. <laughs> You're basing this on nothing. Yeah, he had a disc. I know he had a bone taken out of his hip, but they don't want him moving his neck around. I didn't yell, "Why are you in the neck brace?" I thought, "Good, he's following the rules. He's in the neck brace." See, I understood with the the hip, like he's they're taking a piece of the hip out. So maybe if he had a cane, I'd be I'd be more like I'm like, all right, that makes sense. But they fixed the neck. They put something into the neck. Yes, and now you don't want to fuck around with it. It's that's why you put a brace on it. It's a good positive thing to do. See, I think he just wants he just wants attention <laughs> from random people. I'm from actually, my... Okay, also, but why do you care if, if he gets attention from people? That's why does that matter? It's <laughs> not taking it away from you, you fucking asshole. <laughs> um, James, James, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey guys. Yeah. So uh, I recall a while back uh, there was the uh, concern of Corky with his pill addiction. Do we have to be concerned with a sister that the one of the family? Is she gonna steal Fezzi's meds? No. Everybody, you know. First of all, everyone has a pill addiction once they get pills because it feels so fucking good. <laughs> Why would you want to stop taking it? Yeah, they work really well. They're great. It's like there's no like fucking question. Like you pop it and you're gonna feel fucked up. All I was thinking the whole time I was with him is I wish I had some of those pills. <laughs> There he is. He's got fucking, you know, he's rubbing mashed potatoes in his <laughs> big white mustache. I wish I was in the same state. It's fucking fried chicken skin all over his face. <laughs> Doesn't even realize. Throw me in a fucking neck brace. I'd have the time of my life. <laughs> so his sister's leaving tomorrow or today, either tonight or tomorrow. Is he well, like, together enough to 
I mean, you know, he walked to the restaurant from his house like 10 minutes. So, you know. He's going to make it. Soon we'll start and care about the show, I think. <laughs> That's, that'll be weird. Uh, August 2nd through the 7th, Big J's show. Ha! The musical at Stage 72, where you can go see Big J Okerson sing. Chris, what's the uh, deal you can get on that? All right, if you go to hothemusical.com, when you purchase tickets, the coupon code is Legion. Legion. And you get 50% off tickets. 50%. That's hothemusical.com, and the coupon code is Legion. I randomly opened Time Out New York last night, and I opened to the page that was, that wrote up Ha. They gave it a rave review. There. Really? Yeah, they. You really should have brought that it. in. I would have loved to read it. Darn! I'm gonna try and find How it. How did they give it a rave review when it hasn't even run yet? <laughs> so, what, are there previews? <laughs> there was no. fucking around. <laughs> yeah, I guess it wasn't really a rave review, but they, you know, they just really. Believe me, I'll give you the fucking review after I see it. <laughs> and then Jay says to me, "You never even come see me do a set. I invite you all the time." Why Why are you coming to this? I said, to see you be forced to sing and act. Yeah, that's the fucking fun part. I don't want to see you go do well. <laughs> I want to see you in an embarrassing situation. Jay texted me last night. Yeah. He asked, um, should I go see Snowpiercer or Lucy? And I obviously said, go see Lucy. And then um, he texted me back, what a great movie to watch when you're stoned. <laughs> did, you, did you see Lucy? I didn't see Lucy. So where do you get off giving out <laughs> advice to people? Because you're like fucking Time Out New York, where you feel like you could just review things without seeing them. Oh, I knew, but I knew without seeing it, it would be better than Snowpiercer. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really a review. That was a misnomer. <laughs> I have a serious beef with that movie. So Lucy is definitely, go see that over it. And he enjoyed it. Yeah, because he was high. Oh, yeah, very high. He was really stoned. I don't exactly give that the fucking rave review either. <laughs> I was so stoned, it was great. All the colors up there. Plus, I'm eating popcorn the whole time. It's fantastic. <laughs> Some of my M&M's filled, and then, and then I had sweet and salt together. All right, here, here's his text of his review. It was pretty cool. Short, quick, went a little too trippy at the end, but a good stoned watch. <laughs> <laughs> he is doing a review. <laughs> I give it six big J's. Wait a minute, now that's up on RottenTomatoes.com. I knew they were fucking padding their goddamn reviews. It's bullshit. There's nobody on there I trust, and I'm not even lying about that. There's no one I'm like, oh, I need to go check out that Rotten uh, Tomatoes. We should just try to get it credited by Rotten Tomatoes, just to throw it up there, see if we can get some fresh ratings up. I'm excited about tonight. I'm known to stay, uh, stay at home night because... Bowie, The Five Years, the documentary, is on Showtime tonight. That's going to be amazing. That's all part of the uh, filtered excellence up on the iBang for July 31st, 2014. That went up, what, yesterday? Yeah, it went up yesterday, so last today night. we're August? We're August 1st. August 1st. By the way, some fucking woman on the street goes like this to me when I'm coming up. I'm not even making this up. Can you tell me where the ass skating rink is? And I go, yes, it's in the winter. <laughs> What did she say? Oh, yeah. I go, but there is a big giant dog made out of flowers over there. Go over and fucking have a great time with the kids. Get corn dogs. Jesus, was it? Was she pilled up? No, she was just southern. Oh, okay. Don't be a fucking white racist. Don't be a self-hating racist. <laughs> uh, also, and I, I think I want to see this. Get on up is up there. That's the James Brown thing. Yeah, I want to see it. It's getting I think good instead reviews. Of watching it, I should just go back and watch James Brown fucking videos. And also up there is Finding Fela, which I saw the uh, Broadway musical of Fela. Did and you guys go together? No. <laughs> no. Uh, Seems like you did. <laughs> and that, I feel like there's an affair I don't know about. 
Hold on, I'm texting HR right now. Oh, Jesus Christ, don't. It's not even a fucking joke. Hey, HR? Hold on, I'm just giving him a hashtag creep producer. <laughs> you gotta remember, her little body is not ready for that. Look, I'm a... She's I'm, saving it. I'm a responsible mentor. There's nothing weird going on. Do you feel like this is a safe zone for you? Absolutely. I know you're safe around Shelby. <laughs> I feel very safe around yeah, Shelby. Yeah, you could take your clothes off and lay on his lap and nothing <laughs> would happen. As you, long as you don't have a penis. You could beat the shit out of him in a bare buckle knock boxing match. A bare buckle? <laughs> bare knuckle. Knuckle is what I meant. Bare buckle. Knuckle. Knuckle. I'm not a fish. I'm a human. He's right. You're stupid, though. I'm He's very smart. Bare buckle. Like I'm very idiot. smart. I saw. I yeah, tripped over a word. People say bare buckle. Einstein. And smart people trip over the words all the time. There's a bare buckle. Bare I meant something else. Bare. Anyway, I invented a nuclear bomb. <laughs> people are just yelling. He said bare buckle. No. Relativity. Concentrate on the fucking signs. So you both saw the play. Yep. And now this is a documentary about the play. About the play and just fail himself. He's got such a Africa. cool story. He's yeah, he's really cool. It's by Alex Gibney, documentary director. Mm, yeah, he's been in here a couple of times. He makes great films. Yeah. How many big J's is it getting? <laughs> These are literally old-fashioned joints, like with fucking pink wrapping paper from the seventies. Now look, make fun of me. I said wrapping paper instead of rolling paper, like a dick. <laughs> Uh, Steve, you're on the Ryan Fez show. Hey, I use Rotten Tomatoes a lot, but I don't know any alternatives. Where do you go if you don't like them? I go to Leslie Kaufman, who's I go, that's who I go to. I believe in her. She normally uh, writes to me and just says, hey, go check this out. It's fucking great. I go to Armand White. That's my dude. He's the only guy in America who hated boyhood. And this <laughs> review was so great because it was about this raising this white boy without there being anything <laughs> of the problem of race in this country. It was really, it was so fun to read that review. I, 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 don't, I don't understand why people just get mad that he doesn't agree with them and just love his reviews of where he takes them. He is so goddamn good when this movie... Him and Rex Reed are my favorite people to read. Of. Sure, because you sat next to Rex Reed. Yeah, I, I have that connection now to him. They're fucking great. Rex Reed uh, is in agony when he doesn't like something. He really feels like <laughs> so he got pissed. the Ebola disease from them. <laughs> did you just not like it, or did they ruin your life? It's over. I'm on a bridge right now. Adam, Boston, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, Chris, I got a question for you. Sure. What is, um, what's a bear buckle? Bear buckle. <laughs> bear, bear knuckle. Buckle, buckle, buckle. Bear buckle. You all know what I meant. Bear buckle. I picture a bear like without pants, but he still has a buckle on, and he's all proud of it because he shouldn't Only even be you can one. prevent forest fires. Look at and you'll get this bear buckle if you write in now. Check my buckle out, guys. Look at it. This is embarrassing. I can't believe I. Has anyone? Up. I mean, I, you brought up that bears don't wear pants, but has anyone <laughs> in in history even seen a bear dick? I've never I just seen never a bear said. Cock. Oh, look at the dick on that bear, like you do with some mammals. Like what mammals? Dogs. You can see a dog's dick, horse's dick. Horse dick. Human dick. Cow. A bull, rather. <laughs> you fucking idiot. You're looking for dicks on the cow. You'd spend a long fucking day. <laughs> I did see all these little ones. <laughs> I guess I'll just suck these tiny little dicks. Stop it. <laughs> You're too blunt with everything. Like we already this got cum it. tastes like milk. <laughs> <laughs> 
What the fuck? <laughs> we already got to the point we needed to be. Look, instead, you're just showing a bear scratching his back with a telephone pole. I'm desperately Don't search for <laughs> bear penis. <laughs> you're an intern. You're an intern. Don't. Put that down. Okay. Stop it. If I was on that Stop computer, it. you'd be seeing all sorts of animal dicks, but I'm a producer. I, I'm, I work here. Yes, you built yourself up to that. <laughs> this is our last day before vacation starts. Yeah. Sweets. Yeah, it's going to fucking be party time. And Shelby's lined up. He's going to spend summer in Pittsburgh like everybody wants to. <laughs> what are you going to do? Go back to that fucking bar you used to flash dance in years ago? <laughs> <laughs> what a feeling. I have music now. Molly, I'm glad you got that reference. You know, it was a little before your time. No, I got it, though. But that was the big Pittsburgh movie, I believe, Flashdance. And then they said even later, oh, by the way, there were no flash dancing places in Pittsburgh. Ooh, bullshit. There, nothing, and there was no flash dancing on the planet Earth. They made it up, and then they were done. People started flash dancing. That's weird that it invented it. That's cool. Yeah. But the guy actually sold it. Like, they have these flash dance bars. That was the and pitch. The, yeah, and the fucking studio's like, wow. I make a good movie. Why don't we get a really cute girl who can't dance, and then we'll put a weird woman in a wig and have her do all the dancing the entire time. <laughs> Go back and watch Flashdance sometime for the last scene where she dances ballet. The, 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 the other woman looks nothing like her. She just has on a weird, it looks like $8 fucking wig. <laughs> What, they fucking run out of money by the time they shot it? No, they just fucking were low budget to begin with. <laughs> and this girl, I guess, couldn't dance at all. Hot as she was. All right, here's the scene. Nice leg warmers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even know if leg warmers were big before flash dancing. Or wearing a sweatshirt off the shoulder. Damn, this invented that too? This is fucking yeah, groundbreaking. So, yeah, it was the biggest thing that ever happened. So people say the name Wendy did not exist until Peter Pan. That they invented Wendy. I had never heard that before. What about the restaurant? Peter Pan was around first. <laughs> Jeez, look how long it takes us to get She's the so fucking nervous. maniac. Get, come on, start dancing, maniac. She's probably giving time for her fucking stunt dancer to come in. It's pretty fucking tense. By the way, in this film, her name was Flashdance. Odd choice. Yeah. <laughs> for the writer. Flashdance. <laughs> Flashdance, you better go for it today. <laughs> I always wanted to see Flashdance marry Footloose and just have, like, really a great life together. They dominate Broadway, their children. Yeah, of course they would. What about fame, though? Where do they fit into all of this? Fame was the best because that little girl cried at the end because she had to show her titties off. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be this way. It happens, though. Who are these people that just sit and stare like <laughs> are this? Are they smoking? Yeah, everybody used to smoke. Great. This was actually a co-op board meeting. <laughs> not, even a, not even an audition. <laughs> she just walked in. <laughs> Like, uh, you can't live here. You're too fucking weird. And who? Your downstairs neighbors are going to be pissed with all the dancing. Look how dark they keep the room. Oh, yeah. Um, here's uh, Lewis. You're on the Run of Fez show. 
Hey, what's up, guys? Um, yeah. Also in that movie Flashdance, um, I don't know if you remember the scene where um, there's some street dancers outside breakdancing. Yeah. He decides to breakdance with them. That was a freaking dude doing her moves. Leave, yeah. Uh, leave this on. Now look how they're just shooting her feet. Oh, yeah. God, how's this even... Look, look how... <laughs> nothing like her. And I remember seeing the movie going, Where, wait, where's the girl we were watching all this time? Is this another audition? <laughs> Did someone push her out of the way? Yeah, she's, a back, she's back against fucking sunlight. You can't even make out the face. Jesus Christ. All right, people uh, said with Molly's trivia that she gives, oh, no. <laughs> she is the Ron and Fez version of Cliff Clavin, and did she pick that up in Boston? Here's a little uh, fact for you there, Sammy. The word Wendy never even uh, came out. This is so fucking horrendous. <laughs> Look at that bad wig. Look how it's spinning. <laughs> it almost fell off there. <laughs> Could we get some light on here so I can see the dancing? Oh. Go, Flash Dance. Go for it. <laughs> What's this have to do with ballet? I don't fucking know. Oh, what the fuck? She's breakdancing in the ballet yeah. audition? The cigar is appalled. Who is the stranger doing this dance? That looks nothing like her. <laughs> they should have just put a luchador mask on her and let her go out that way. Yeah, I'll dance <laughs> as a luchador. What's the meme from the headlines today? It's about Katie Couric <coughs> doing an interview. She interviewed uh, the Supreme Court judge, justice, excuse me, Ginsburg, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So these are lesser known comments by Justice Ginsburg during the Katie Couric interview. All right, make sure you go check that out. It's meme from the headlines. It's up on the iBank today. Um, here's Jay. Jay, you're on the Run of Fest show. Jay, go ahead, buddy. Hey, bud. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Now, I just want to give some advice to uh, Pep. you got to be careful when you're bare-buckle horseback riding. You don't okay. shoot off. <laughs> He's right. You're yeah. a fucking idiot. I know. I make one mistake, and people fucking can't You make lots of mistakes, dude. That's just, this is just the latest. This is the, one of the last half hour. This is so bad of a mistake, Shelby laughed at you. I, I hate that. Flashdance him herself <laughs> just started fucking laughing and pointing at you. Where's the wig, Flashy? So what? So I'm going back to Pittsburgh. I'm going to do a week in the mill. Mm. It lasts fucking 15 minutes. Flashy. I'd ask Chris to go home with you, but I'm afraid he'd ask the airline for two pickets to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Taking a train, remember? <laughs> no, thanks for fucking oh. following the joke. Good work, jerk off. I had a right, fuck I, had play, I don't play your two <laughs> shitty fucking promotional things you did today, seeing how off track you could get from where you're supposed to be doing. It's called meandering production. He's like a dog. If someone rolls a ball, he just takes off after it. Except for the ball is his own thoughts. <laughs> he never catches them somehow. No, he can't catch them. Not that old dog. Not that old dog. Uh, here's uh, Brian. Brian, you're on the Run of Fest show. 
Hey, Hicks, it's uh, Barry Garcia's birthday today. Why don't you play something <laughs> on the next break? And not from the best of album like you always do. Kiss my ass. You don't even like fish. I do like fish. It's true. Liar. You don't like fish at all. Love fish. You never go to their shows, and you never once pick a fucking playlist to theirs. On my, my, my 30th birthday, we had an awesome fish playlist. It fucking killed. Everyone was having a great time. No, no one remembers how drunk you were that day. <laughs> I barely remember how drunk I was. Yeah. Oh, that was so funny. It's got me like two liters of whiskey for a four-hour show. I couldn't drink it all. That was the most calm, cool, and collected I think I've ever seen Fez. <laughs> Seriously. like It we, was Fez's best show. It was amazing. We came in, and we were late setting up the decorations, and I was expecting him to get all upset, and he was like, yeah, just go in when you can, when they finish. <coughs> I was like, yeah, oh my goodness. It. He was at his best. It was a good party. Who, who's, you know, so what? It was a year ago, okay? He had a good show. <laughs> Uh, George, you're on the Running Fish show. What's up, buddy? Hey, I just want to tell you, dude, we actually do have bear buckle fights out here in Texas, man. It's a, a dude versus a, bell, a bear with a fucking big belt buckle, and you have to fucking hit him in the dick. <laughs> I would watch that. You can find it first. I'm starting to feel fucking embarrassed for you, Chris. I do feel, you should be feeling embarrassed, because I feel embarrassed for myself. I mangle the English language on a daily basis. I wasn't even sure you were human enough to feel embarrassed, so I'm fucking excited for you. It's a new emotion, besides anger. He's a maniac. It's just a fucking Chris Stanley story. <laughs> maniac. There's no way they put you in jail. They gotta put you in the fucking hospital for the criminally insane. I'd take that. You I'd much the- rather be in the nun hut than prison. You spent the night in jail before? Yeah. Many nights? nights? <laughs> What's that? How many nights? I've, uh, Not I've, enough. Yeah. Uh, why are we going to talk about my sordid past, Molly? Jesus Sorry. Christ. Sorry. Molly thinks it's fucking funny to bring up people's problems. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's never had it on her side of the fucking tracks. Yeah. Well, look, in Harrison County, where you grew up, <laughs> while you were in your fucking palatial estate, I was in the goddamn fucking palatial holding cell, estate. all right? <laughs> Worrying about where the fuck is my lawyer. <laughs> this is This could be really bad. <laughs> Well, you say the truth. Where the fuck is my public defender? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm here for uh, Mr. Chris Stankley. <laughs> oh, man, did you really do all these things? Should, You're in big trouble. Shouldn't you be calming me down right now? And my name's Stanley, not Stankley. Um, do you know which one of those guys is the judge? <laughs> I don't know, the one in the fucking black robes? Should, should I just be representing myself? <laughs> Here's our buddy Andy in Cleveland. Hey, uh, uh, Chris. Um, yeah. I've got blue tickets for paradise. Check your bag. We'll leave tonight. Thanks, Andy, for nothing. Two You're welcome, buddy. Paradise. You're welcome. Been there for you. You fucking love bears, huh? No, I don't love bears. <laughs> I thought you did. I thought that was your scene. No, no, it's not my scene at all. Who am I thinking of then? Fez? Oh no, Fez likes twinks. Poor bastard. I like to see him with Footloose. Just fucking railing him. <laughs> Been through a lot, our Fez. I think that this is going to be a major breakthrough for him. Yep, I wish I had a fucking quarter every time somebody said that. <laughs> Once he kicks the pill habit, I think he'll have a real breakthrough. <laughs> Maybe now he can get back to his anxiety. 
Oh, yeah. His physical pain's gone. I forgot, yeah. You can get a fucking another panic attack. We haven't seen one ever since the pain started. Yeah, now it's just been like crippling pain instead of crippling anxiety. Right. We <laughs> ought to just have a fucking pair of pliers. Every time he says that, his, that he's having a panic attack, just squeeze his fucking neck real hard. That pops him out of it. It's like Xanax in wrench form. Mmm. New fucking wrench X. Poor bastard. And even you don't fucking care about him, Chris. I care about him. But but you know what? He gets these pills up in him, and he starts fucking talking shit to me like he did with James Adomian. <laughs> Is he, uh... It wasn't James Adomian that he gave shit to. No, he, no, he asked me. He was like, why was James late? When he texted me a couple I days ago. I asked him about that. What did he say? He was very fucking confused. <laughs> didn't even remember he doing it. He said he heard me on the show say to you, where's James? And that fucking freaked him out. And he thought that it was an hour later <laughs> than it was. But then he texted me three hours later? <laughs> he couldn't stop thinking about it. Why was James doing me in late? Has he been staying in touch with you? He asked me what happened with BL. Because he heard that. If you missed it, you can check it out on demand. Just saying. Yeah, it is up on demand on the SiriusXM app. It's the beginning of Wednesday's show. And what did you say to him when he asked that? I was like, shit went down, Fess. All right? Maybe if you fucking weren't so pilled up all the time, you'd be able to pay attention. Now, as nutty as she was yesterday, and she texted me last night and said that was an act. Like, it doesn't make sense that it's an act. You're just saying shit now. That wouldn't be a good act that you had. <laughs> Calling up, attacking someone. Breaking crying, into tears. And then hanging up saying you'll never call again. <laughs> That's not a performance piece. Uh, hey, uh, Chris, North Carolina, you're on the Ronnie Fest show. Hey, what, uh, what happened to uh, Shelby's uh, flash dance band in from when he was an intern? Oh, man, what's it feel like to have a fucking phone call go south so fast? I can't even imagine. You know, like, oh, I got an idea. I'll start fucking <laughs> dialing. And then just to hear just nothingness. Like, there is a black hole. My humor <laughs> got sucked into it. You're now in the void, dude. You're living inside of it as your the fucking body void. explodes. Big Miles doing the, Ca the Cali trip. Yeah. Uh, Shelby is... Doing fucking Pittsburgh the right way. Chris Stanley stayed in Astoria. I'm doing Astoria the right way. <laughs> in Long Island City. You would take a nice vacation, but why set off the fucking ankle bracelet? <laughs> <laughs> it, that motherfucker's trying to get on a plane! <laughs> I, I, they have the route to fucking set out for me. I could be in here or my fucking house. <laughs> they know if you get off the wrong fucking subway stop. <laughs> yeah. There Man, was track was, work. I'm sorry. This was another day of nobody being out on the streets. In my neighborhood, it's just dead in the morning. I'm getting seats get to the train. We're going to some more fucking Fridays this summer after this. All right. And an extra day on that, uh, what's that fucking weekend everybody loves? Labor Day? Is it Memorial Day or Labor Day? Labor Day's at the end. Oh. So I, I was an extra day on that. All right. Well, yeah, let's good. fucking live a little. All right. I, I'm down with that. That's all I want to do is live. <laughs> All right. Keep on living. The Chris Stanley story. L I V I N. Keep on keeping on. I'm a summertime boy. That was our man last night, Ron. Did you see him on the Tonight Show? 
No, I didn't. Ron Funches? I didn't see him on Fucking Funches. hysterical. He was also in Time Out New York. You're a big Time Out New York person. <laughs> did you, did you work today. for him? Just today. He's always bringing it up. Like, oh, you haven't heard? He was in Time Out New York. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't... It's only you know one I'd city. Like to, I'd like to read a fucking Time Out Molly right now. Just stop it with oh. all these fun facts. <laughs> Darn it. There's a new restaurant opening down the block, guys. We should go. I read it in Time Out New York. Time Out Molly would be the worst <laughs> magazine. By, by the way, it sounded like you said there's a new restaurant opening down the block, guy. <laughs> oh, no. I block guys. <laughs> Not black guys. I feel like I'm fucking falling into this buckle situation again. Can't get out of it. If Fuck. you want, we can start and call you Buckles. <laughs> What's That's wrong, a- Buckles? Nothing. <laughs> you mush-mouthed prick. <laughs> Can't say words right. That's my problem. It's all got the name Buckles. Duh. Everybody calls me, everybody calls me Buckles. I'm so fucking stupid. <laughs> I just can't get out. I just fucking keep fucking everything up. That's me, Buckles. That would really take down the legitimacy of this. <laughs> okay, let me just uh, get you in touch with my producer, Buckles. <laughs> Buckles, he's a fuck-up. Can't speak the English language. Wait, hold on. You think that that's worse than me saying, why don't you talk to my producer, Chris Stanley? Oh, t- the same fucking thing. No. When I tell people that, they're like, you know what? Never mind. Really? Want, yeah. They don't want to go through the fucking aggravation. I thought I was treating people right. Yeah. One guy said, um, Chris called me. He wanted me to, he said he booked me on a moonscape. What was he talking about? I go, that's just buckles. You fucking come over anytime you want. <laughs> don't mind him. That's just buckles. That's me, buckles. The fuck up. Oh, who's he got with him? Bucky, too. That's buckles. And his young sidekick, Bucky. I can't have, speak either. We've got to add that when, you know, the, the whole character starts to go south. No yeah. one cares anymore. <laughs> this summer, it's Bucky. He's just like Buckles, but smaller. I still fuck up things, but it just shorter fucking spans. Damn. Even Bucky curses for no apparent reason. <laughs> I learned it from Buckles. I think you use your your swears as a verbal pause. Oh, shit! What the hell is that supposed to mean? Bear pause. Bear pause. No! No! That wasn't an insult. No, they're well placed. (laughs) It's like when you're so stupid you can't think of words, you just start yelling out fucking cunt. Yeah, I mean, if you you, actually just took a pause instead, it would sound very normal. Is what I'm trying to say. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I don't know what you're trying to say, right? Look, every F word is placed specifically. Really? Yeah, it's all planned out. Like a verbal dance. Here's my favorite with Shelby. Like, like I'll be Shelby, and you tell me why I was doing something wrong, and I'll, I'll, I'm playing the part of Shelby. Okay. Well, see, you fuck. You, yeah, you screwed yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. No, but I didn't even yeah, explain to you how you. Right. You didn't yes. say that down yeah, correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you know yeah, how yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, I, I will. Oh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. But, no, see, you just... Yeah, 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 yeah. I got... Stop uh, yeah, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just, you're just yes, blowing me off. Yes, yes. I, you, yes you're going to fuck yeah, it up again. Yes, yes. You're going to screw it up. I got it. I got it. Yes, No, you don't. You. You're just talking over me. <laughs> so how you do it yes. is... Yes. I'm gonna fucking kill I will. You. I'm gonna yes. Slit your fucking throat. <laughs> he just agrees so fucking fast. You can't even tell him what's going on. You're not gonna get better if you don't listen. 
It's fucking buckles and yes, yes. <laughs> this show's doomed. I'm going to beat this buckles thing eventually. Jason, you're on the Run of Fez show. Jason, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Ronnie B, can we get a, uh, a fudge and buckles sitcom going? I mean, those guys be the two dumbest fuckers around <laughs> together. I bet they'd be great. Would you be willing to do that as a sitcom? I mean, what, are we getting on network or what? Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> it's the Buckles and Fuckles showtime hour. Let's go then. <laughs> I don't have a problem. Yeah, the network can get you on is MNN. Astoria Zone. Represent. What's MNN? MNN. Well, you'd have to watch fucking cable, wouldn't you? Yeah. That's your cable access channel in Astoria. No, I thought it was Q. You thought. Buckles. <laughs> oh, Buckles, we don't pay you to think. We pay you to talk gibberish. <laughs> Guess I'm doing a good job then, huh? We did do a pilot. He'd have to become like a mechanic, so then he's always just dropping tools everywhere, <laughs> knocking cars off. Rent. I should be like a chemist. He has no fucking respect for you, does he? No, he has. He has not. I don't think he has respect for anything. I'm surprised he hasn't been shot in the fucking head by just some angry person. Molly, I know that you are so good to that fucking kid. Mm -hmm. But if you heard the shitty promo that he tried to give you, he honestly, it was like before a race, right? If someone said, oh, I'm here to help you, Molly, get ready for the race. Let me slice your tendon. <laughs> <laughs> this works, right? Yeah, let me get rid of this Achilles tendon so you're, you'll be nice and loose. This works for you. It was intentional? Yes, it was intentional. Really? Yeah. He's shaking his head. It was decent. It was what? It was... It could be better. It, it, it will be better. It was disparaging, is what it was. It was disparaging. He attempted to ruin you in the audience's <laughs> eyes and ears before this thing started. I don't know. I Did he really? Kill yeah. It was audio sabotage. Yeah. Now, and Chris had already said we're not running this before I came in, but I fucking listened to it, and I seriously, I saw Red. Because this is Molly's big thing. Next week, she's getting her own hour. Yeah, her own hour. It's going to be great. And this is an hour that you just don't run on the show, but then she can take it, send it out to other radio stations, and say, look, this is something I did on a national platform. This ran. So... He thought to himself, oh, how can I wipe my goddamn thin ass all over this? <laughs> Is it jealousy or are you just an awful person, Shelby? Looking back, it could have sold it, punched it up better. We, it will be top-notch. Yes, I know, because I'm going to make Chris stand next to you while you do it. Chris's vacation doesn't start at 3 o'clock. You cornholed his vacation. I feel like my fucking asshole just spread open and I'm just getting fucking railed Dude. out. Oh That's my why god. I don't like you backing me up. Okay. Because you're blunt and disgusting. Blame that on Buckles, not me. <laughs> That's genius. Buckles is your alter ego. Finally, someone to play my fuck ups on. Me. Jason, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ron and Buckles. Hey, um, Robbie, um, the homies yesterday never came up. Well, what's going on with that? And that prick Shelby also cornholed that by attempting to shoot it at the last moment. And then there was...
scheduling problems, so it didn't get done. Yeah, there was a late call, as they call it in the in Yeah, but you can't shoot something, edit it, and have it ready for the next moment. You think TV shows do that? You think the, when Friends was big, they screamed out on Wednesday, whole oh, quick, write and shoot a show. We've got to get it on tomorrow night. Chandler, you have any ideas? Wait, I think we have to write him out of this episode. He has gastroenteritis. Do you actually think that they called him Chandler in real life? <laughs> yeah, I do. I thought they, it was you like... Know, Friends isn't a documentary, right? I thought they were using the method, you know? Like, everyone stay in character at all times. Oh, then they wouldn't have picked those characters. <laughs> well, Buckles, we got to take a break here. When we get back, it's time for Road Trip... 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. It's a Ron and Fez road trip. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. <laughs> All summer long, tell us where to go and what to do to make an unforgettable road trip experience. Brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, part of the Wyndham family of brands. There's a Wyndham waiting. So we thought we would do this road trip on a road trip that Molly has to take a bunch of times every year driving from New England. So we're looking for Connecticut, which I think has some of the best road food out there. Vermont, great road food. Uh, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Maine. And not let's not forget a tiny little state with a great menu, Rhode Island, which has all kinds of funky, great food. So road trip, we're looking for in New England, what are the great cool little restaurants to go to? What are the great little dive bars to go to? Where do we want to go to check out some live music? Uh, anything at all. Roadside attractions, beautiful drives. Where do we want to be in New England? 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. It's a Ron and Fez road trip. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. <laughs> All summer long, tell us where to go and what to do to make an unforgettable road trip experience. Brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, part of the Wyndham family of brands. There's a Wyndham waiting. Now, Molly, how many times a year do you go back and forth between New York and Boston? A lot. Now, um, do you ever get off-road, or you just stay in the back of that Rolls Royce and tell fucking <laughs> Jeeves to do the best he can do <laughs> driving you? I get off-road, but I, it's, uh, you know, I have destinations. I'm not just, you know, stopping on, like, you know, I've got, I've got my usual spots, basically. See, that's a problem, because that also, it's comforting, but it leads to a rut. And I'm telling you. There's great hot dog places, there's great burger places, great pizza in Connecticut. Yeah, big time. That just slays me. I don't think it gets enough play. And also, oddly, donuts all over New England. Did not know that, that the donuts so huge up there. Yeah, man. They, they, they're really big into it. If you ever watch, you always see, like, New Hampshire, presidential candidates have to go there, and they're always eating somebody's donut, <laughs> or they're always in, like, some little diner, some little restaurant behind there. So where are the great places to go 
in New England, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I'm going to give you another one. Breakfast is really big in New England. Seafood. Uh, Well, the the pancake is very big. The maple syrup is very big. But Molly, come another one. A bucket of clams. Oh, yeah. A lobster roll. Plenty to do. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Give us a call and tell us the best places to eat in New England. We'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez Show. On Raw Dog Comedy Hits. Channel 99. This show is available on SiriusXM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand for details. Show talking road trip. These are the best kind of trips to take in your life, whether it's uh, a couple of buddies, you and your chick, or taking the whole family out in the family truckster. You definitely want to road trip it. The Ron and Fez road trip is brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, part of the Wyndham family of brands. There's a Wyndham waiting. Now, Molly, the fact that you take this trip all the time, mm-hmm. do you drive through Connecticut? Yes. How many times do you uh, stop at Danny's Hot Dogs? I've never been. You're driving past. To me, a great American landmark, and uh, at no Point have I ever seen them? I think that the place has been there from like the 40s or 50s, and at no point does it ever lose quality. Looks pretty good. What I like about all the that all the places in New England seem to have like this really old school character. They've got a lot of yeah. They they like it old school. Yeah, it's they cool. like to party that way. Um, here is uh, Chris in Connecticut. What do you got for me, buddy? Hey guys, thanks for having me. Uh, in Litchfield, Connecticut, which is a really nice town up in northwest corner of Connecticut, there's this place called Bohemian Pizza, and it's a really old, beat-down kind of barn. There's a dead tree standing out out front that's painted in polka dots, and uh, it's got pulled uh, pork quesadillas and two-dollar bush cans for uh, buckles over there. Buckles, you would love it there. That's <laughs> a pork pizza and two dollar beers. That's a buckle spot. <laughs> That's buck. We're gonna hawk him buck. Uh, here's Ryan, Rhode Island. What do you, what do you got for our road trip in New England? Hey guys, I just wanted to say too, you guys are the only show that's on the radio that's worth me arguing my girlfriend to put on. But also, I have two places actually. One's called Bliss Brothers. It's like a dairy. It's been around since like the fifties, but they have the best ice cream around. It's all hand. They all make it in the batch and factory. 
Mm-hmm. And also, you guys reminded me about a hot dog place. It's called Coney Island. It's a little shack next to, like, a little park they used to build. They used to be next to Belfour Ring Place or something. But it's the best hot dogs I've ever had. They're $1.25 for a chili dog, like $1.20 for a thing of french fries, and it's the best thing around. All right. Appreciate it. Hey, J-Bone, what do you got for our road trip to New England? All right, this place is in Norton, Mass. It's like an hour outside of Boston, so it's not far out of Molly's Whale, though. When I lived in Boston, I'd regularly drive an hour here to get chicken wings. The place is called Wendell's Pub. Little hole in the wall. You get chicken wings. It's about maybe 20 minutes from the football stadium in Foxborough, about 10 minutes from the uh, music venue. I think that used to be Tweeter. Now it's like Comcast or whatever. Just hole in the wall. Best chicken wings you ever had. Unbelievable. You know, for me to drive an hour out of the way for chicken wings is not a big deal. <laughs> not a big deal. That's like to me. That's like driving an hour out of your way for weed, Chris. Okay, okay, I understand. You understand I, now? I got it. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Here's Kevin. Kevin in Connecticut. What do you got for me, buddy? Good afternoon. You gotta go to the Cape. Cape Cod. Best uh, lobster roll on the Cape is uh, at uh, Skipper's on Shore Drive. And the best breakfast on the Cape is at Celtic Kitchen. Hands down. Now, what, what makes their breakfast so special? Oh, my God. They're Irish. It's all all Irish meats. Uh, they have special Irish breakfast. Uh, it's just you got to get there early because if you're there, there's a there's a line of mix an hour away. The place, huh? Yeah, just a line of hungover mix. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Here's Ryan. Ryan, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, there's a place in Bradford, New Hampshire. It's in an old caboose. The beautiful little diner only deals in cash. And if you got uh, if you're in a hurry, don't go there. Right. The waitresses will tell you to fuck off. What's the name of the place? Bradford Junction in Bradford, Bradford New Hampshire. Bradford Junction is the name of the restaurant. Yes, it is. And it bakes its own stuff. Great food. Yeah, great food. They even bake their own bread. I love it. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Um, hey, Jay, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Buckles, what's going on? Uh, there's a difference in New England with lobster rolls. Most places use uh, mayo, uh, but in Connecticut, it's hot butter. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the butter side of that, too. Not yeah, that I hate it, the mayo, it, but, but first of all, I can even go dry. It doesn't bother me to sit there and just eat the lobster roll as it is. I don't need the mayo. But that yeah, butter it, is... It, they say I mean, it's I, good for you. I yeah, don't know. It, it, oh, thank God. The, the hot butter is, is amazing. And the best place is a little place. I do, I make the drive from New York to Boston all the time. And in New London, Connecticut, is Captain Scott's Lobster Dock. And yeah. it's right near some train tracks. You have no idea where it is if you've never seen it before. Their hot buttered lobster roll is you would murder for it. I've been, and I have to say, it's very, very, very good. Well, I'm going to uh, go to a place called Red Eats in Maine. I'll, I'll never forget uh, pulling off the road for this. That's the size of the little trailer. Holy shit. A full lobster goes into the lobster roll. I'm pulling up to it. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Am I in the wrong spot? Yeah. Look how like, the people are out front. 
It is so damn good. It's amazing. That man. I, when I was done, I was like, I wish I was still hungry. <laughs> oh my god, that looks delicious. It was unbelievable. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Uh, here is uh, Bill in Boston. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey guys, how are you? Good. Uh, let me give you, uh, Molly. You've been up to Seabrook at all? No, I never have. You got to make a ride up to Seabrook and get yourself some Tripoli's Beach Pizza. It's square pizza with sweet sauce. Ask for extra cheese. They'll put a piece of provolone on there. You'll be living large. It's right on the beach. What are your normal stops? I go to Pepe's in New Haven. Uh-huh. What's happening there? Really good pizza. I think I've been to Pepe's before. It's amazing. Is that near Yale? Yes. Okay, I have been there before. The Connecticut pizza is outstanding. Very good. And it does not get the national love that it deserves. No, it doesn't. It's really, really strong. Underrated. Yeah, really underrated. Matter of fact, if you're hanging out around Yale, there's all kinds of really great hot dog places. The first hamburger place in the world is there. The first place ever to sell hamburgers, and they still cook it the same exact way. Great pizza, really great Italian um, bakeries and stuff there. It's a really terrific place to to stop. And then, of course, you're looking at Yale, so the place is just stunningly beautiful. It's classy. Like, you walk around there, yeah, eat a little bit, then you walk around and smoke a cigar, and you think to yourself, I could have fucking went to Yale <laughs> if I would have thought about it a little bit. Probably would have been walking around there, probably going in that building with those <laughs> chicks. Well, I could have cool. done it if I would have really, you know what I mean? If I would have fucking buckled down, buckles. You know what I'm saying? I get that part, the buckling part. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's go over to Jim and Mass. Jim, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's a place called Fun Spot. Been there Up, in New Hampshire. Yeah, the, yeah. The, king, the King of Kong. Yeah. Well, you know what? Even up the road, what's that guy that used to shit on himself, the singer? A singer that used to punk. shit on himself? Yeah, there's like a punk guy. Gigi Allen? Gigi Allen yeah. lived in Florida. Yeah, no, he's buried up there. That's where his, like, his mother, he was like, born up there. So people go up the road to his cemetery and just shit where he's buried. Let's uh, skip that, but That's a road Fun trip. Spot is great. <laughs> Fun Spot actually up is Lake Winnipesaukee, and if you go up that way, you could do Fun Spot during the day, and then there's uh, this cute like fucking drive-in thing there. Then the kids come go on the lake. It's a really nice family vacation, but like old school. Um, now the place I think I was talking about with the burgers is Lewis Burgers, maybe. In wh- where is it? In well, well, I guess that's New Haven. It's right? New, yeah, Yale's in New Haven. Ooh. Um, it's road trip. Road trip with the Ron and Fez show, and New England is really a great place for road trips. First of all, it's beautiful. You can get off road there, uh, and I did this um, last year. I think I was in Vermont. Yeah, I was in Vermont at the time, and actually drove an hour without seeing another car coming behind me or coming in the other direction. Because a lot of people go to Vermont. For winter, for skiing and stuff, but all those same kind of B and Bs and places are still around there, and you can have them to yourself in in the summer. It's way cooler than it is in the city, you know. It's beautiful. Fall is kind of gets packed with people, and of course winter does, but summer is just wide open, 
And there's always really, really great old school uh, food places. Like there's these uh, like kind of apple cider donuts. Oh, oh yeah. And this place called the the Cold uh, Hollow. What was it? Cold Hollow Cider Mill. They had one of those old machines where you watch it kind of hit the grease and go along. So you get it while it's hot. Oh, my God. That sounds good. And it's melting the second that you're eating it. And you're like, this is unbelievable. It's it's phenomenal. I got another place for cider donuts on the way. Yeah. It's called Bishop's Orchards in Guilford. It's like kind of like a... It's like a farmer's supermarket. It's not a farmer's market, but all the stuff is farm fresh. Yeah. And they have the most unbelievable apple cider donuts. They're so good. Well, there's a lot of those kind of places up there where you're right, that you're right there where they grow the apples. Um, and they'll do like apple pies and stuff like that too, Chris, that you're just getting these hot apple pies handed to you. That's all, what I, that's all I want. Here's what you got to do. You got to travel around with a knife and a fork because a lot of times they're like, no, you just take this with you. You're like, what? <laughs> well, hold on. I got a fucking knife and fork right here. I'm going to take a taste. start eating it right here in front of you because I want it hot. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Road tripping is the best vacations to do because you're not caught up in being stuck somewhere for a week. You know, you can go to, like, some hotel in Hawaii. It's great. But you're better off cruising around Hawaii. You know? Just, Just seeing where the local people are and what to do. New England is fantastic for that. Um, here's Scott in Mass. Scott. Hey, Ronnie B. How are you? Good. Hey, listen, there's a place in Springfield. If you ever go up 91 into Springfield from 95 called Leone's. They got some of the best Italian food you could ever have. The there's a, a lot of well, you know, um, we have the big Italian section of Boston too. You know that they get a lot of play for the Irish people being there. But what part of Boston is that that the Italian? People oh, the North have? End. The North End has probably more Italian restaurants per capita than anywhere else in the United States. I had no idea. Look, I'll tell you something else, Chris, that you would love. And I can't believe, because you and your chick are always flying off places. The Go and watch the Best Bars in America special when they do Boston. Yeah. And you would do a week <laughs> of these old school, great old bars that in says, Boston. I love in like an old Irish pub. That's the, the best pub this bar. Would, this would be, uh, in my opinion, the... Perfect Chris Stanley. Uh, Jill Lawson said, Why you know take my call? Where is she? Line seven. Jill. Hey. This is not personal. I got a lot of lines here. I didn't, it didn't say it was you. It just says Jill New York. Oh, well, obviously that's me. <laughs> How are you? I'm well, good. How are you? I wanted to talk about Southern Vermont. You were just talking about it. My favorite thing in the world to do is you can find like these really specific maps that have all the old logging roads that uh-huh. go like through the Green Mountains. And in the summer, you can like pack yourself snacks and water and like beers if you're into that kind of thing, and just be like in the woods in these like crazy logging roads. You need like a Subaru or like an SUV or something, and you can just drive for hours. And you can start on like one side and like Brattleboro and go up through the woods and end up in like Bennington, and it's like the best day you'll ever have. I feel like I would want to fucking know 
someone if I'm doing this? Well, like, you see, in the summer, you see people every once in a while. And, like, you, when you think about it, you're never quite so far. You could always walk out. But definitely don't do it in the winter because they will not come and get you with a tow truck. It costs, like, $1,000. Now, you grew up in Connecticut, right? Yeah, I grew up in outside of Hartford. Now, you heard what I was saying about Connecticut food, that for some reason it doesn't have the national buzz. But there's so many great places that have been around there for for decades. Well, I think because we're between Boston and New York that, like, everyone kind of just skips through it. They just drive through on 84 or 95 and no one really stops. But, mm-hmm. like... I've like I've said the same thing as you. Like the pizza in New York is like garbage. Like I am so used to have having such good pizza. Even our bad pizza in Connecticut is better than like the quote unquote good pizza in New York. Well, because a lot of those people moved out of New York and moved up into Connecticut because they got out Manhattan here. Yeah. But there's so many uh, great places. Um, so you've done New England pretty extensively. Oh, cause I, I spent. I was in college in Southern Vermont and uh-huh. lived there, and then uh, mostly Connecticut and Southern Vermont. I'm a but. big fan of New Hampshire too. It's just a stunningly gorgeous state. Yeah, and you have all the like presidential mountains, like all up through there. I I would love to explore that more, especially in the summer. I think the woods of New England, like you said, is just so much, so beautiful in the summer. And then you find the old watering holes and like. It's unbelievable. It looks like something out of like a a movie that you would you can't believe it's there, and it's all just hiding off the side of the road. The yeah, local, because a lot of people tell you. Yeah, a lot of people hug the coast, but you could take it right up to Connecticut, and when you get further up, you get pretty alone up yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, you take the... it all the way up to Canada. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you can take the secondary roads all the way up, and like like you said, just stop at stop at inns and like stop at good restaurants, and um, and, and like never be on the highway. And, and I, I'm always laughing about like how Thoreau wanted to get away, and I'm like, get away from what, dude? You got all kinds of shit up here. <laughs> he was like, he would like walk to his he would walk to his mother's house for dinner every night. Where I we used to go visit Walden Pond. It's like kind of it's not very out of the way. Throw is a funny guy. All right, thanks, honey. All right, nice talking to you. Bye. Right, bye. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Uh, Andrea, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, buddies, how are you? Hey, buddy, girl, what's up? Um, I'm calling about Curtis's All American Barbecue in Putney, Vermont. This place is hilarious. We were driving from New Hampshire with our car club back to New Jersey, and we went off the beaten path and found this joint. It's literally a school bus with what looks like a tow-behind grill, and I guess it's been there for almost 40 years. Awesome barbecue, and I guess it's a hit up there. I'm looking at this, and it's, it's exactly the kind of places that we're talking about. I'd be there in a heartbeat. It is definitely a place to stop by, and I believe that they have this pet pig that would just lay by the barbecue, which I thought was ironic because there they are cooking up these ribs. Yeah, I have and problems with that. Sad, <laughs> but I think he kids passed, but they got a new pig. Oh. And then there's another, a dog that would lay there, too, while they're cooking all this food. But it, it's just a great, awesome place and great food. So it's Curtis Barbecue, and what town? 
In Putney, Vermont. They call it the ninth wonder of the world on their sign. Well, that should be it then. That should be true. All right, thanks, Andrea. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's uh, Ted. Ted, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, uh, uh, up in Newberry, Vermont, there's a place called the P&H Truck Stop, and it's got a little diner inside. Uh, you can sit down at the counter, and right on the other side of the counter is where they cook the food. Uh, the dinners are phenomenal. Uh, the breakfast food's great. If if you're there for breakfast, they have all local made uh, maple syrup. Just an awesome place. I'll I'll wait to eat for six seven hours if I know I'm going by there. I like uh, I like everything that you're saying to me. This would be perfect. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. It's a Ron and Fez road trip. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. (laughs) All summer long, tell us where to go and what to do to make an unforgettable road trip experience. Brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, part of the Wyndham family of brands. There's a Wyndham waiting. I'm so tired of crying, but I'm out on the road again. I'm on the road again. Here's Blake in Rhode Island. How you doing, buddy? Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. Um, real quick as I'm working, but uh, if you want great seafood, Matunic Oyster Bar in Southern Rhode Island. I want that. Great, yeah, great seafood. More specifically, they harvest their oysters right in the back of the restaurant, so they're pulling them out fresh every day. And if you want to take the five minutes to drive across the state in Northern Rhode Island, I have my own little smoke shop I opened recently called Float Culture Smoke Shop and Novelties, so check it out. All right, dude. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddies. Hey, Gunner. What do you got, pal? Hey guys, it's Gunner. Um, my daughter, my oldest daughter, wanted to take a road trip last week. We're on vacation. She wanted to go where they filmed um, Moonrise Kingdom. She wanted to find the cove. Wow. So we go up to we go up to the cove, and it's right there in Jamestown, Rhode Island. We hang out for for the afternoon. Decide to get some lunch. We find a little shack. It's called the Shack. Inside, they serve Tallulah tacos. They are delicious. Just a tiny little shack right by the water, right next to the boat yard, watching these guys. Uh, you eat a order in there, you eat at the picnic tables, nice slow-cooked pork, they had um, chicken, shrimp, you name it. They were just out of this world, authentic, fresh, just delicious. Dude, your daughter is so cool to want to go find that cove. Super cool. That never even once dawned on me that you go we, find that place. Her birthday was last week, so she said it's a Wes Anderson birthday. birthday. So we watched the movie Wednesday night. Thursday, we go for the road trip. Rent the, Thursday night, we're home. We watched the Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, and then the next night, we watched uh, Life Aquatic with Zisu. God bless uh, you. It was awesome. It was just a great, great way to spend a little vacation, you know? How old is she? She just turned 14. Really, really cool. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks so much. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Greg in New Hampshire. Oh, hey, uh, what's going on, y'all? Hey, um, I second on, on Curtis's Barbecue down in Putney. That place is epic. It's like 10 miles south of where I am right now. And uh, I, I believe Curtis is a Jamaican uh, ex-migrant worker. There's a lot of migrant workers uh, up and down the valley picking fruit and whatnot what, from what Jamaica. What do you always eat there? Um, I, just barbecue ribs is what I like there. But the chicken is killer, too. But I... Uh, 
It's so simple, Ronnie. It's right outside. It's right off of Exit 4, off the I-91, and uh, it is unbelievably cool. But what I wanted to talk about was uh, just 10 miles north of that on the other side of the river here in Walpole, New Hampshire, is an ice cream place called Walpole Creamery. Um, they get their milk uh, locally sourced right from town here. This is a very old-school dairy town. Uh, this is a town that Ken Burns lives in, actually. Florentine Films is just up around the corner from where I live. And uh, the ice cream at this place... Ron, it's like second to none. It, I've never had creamier, better ice cream in my life. So if anybody's like on 91 coming up from the south, yeah, you just get off at exit 5, either south or north, and just come right across the river to Route 12, Walpole Creamery, delicious ice cream. Loving it, dude. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. All right, Molly, now that you're hearing some of this stuff, you know, I know you want to get back and forth to school fast. Sometimes you ought to just take a weekend and get out a little bit. Definitely going to make some pit stops. I've been taking notes. Uh, Michelle, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hi, it's Michelle, Molly. <laughs> Hi. Oh, my hey, God. Hey, Mom. <laughs> Hi, Mom. How's it and going? I really had to mention to you guys a little spot in Noank, Connecticut. Okay. Called, it's called Ford Lobster. And it used to be literally a lobster shack where all you did was go down there and buy your lobsters for three ninety nine a pound and a parking lot. And what they did was they made it beautiful. They put flower boxes and umbrella stands and they put an outdoor kitchen there that has a tarp on it, a full kitchen, and now they have full meals. You bring your own wine and beer. They have the best lobster set salad and lobster with butter and they have this thing called the lobster bomb which is the biggest lobster sandwich i've ever seen molly's had it yeah you've eaten it molly <laughs> yeah How Ford's is, is the best it's the best by far see a lot of times i get nervous when people upgrade their old dives because yeah. i've seen that happen before and it falls mm-hmm. off but you're saying they kept the spirit I'm telling you, they've, they've done so much for this little, it's a tiny little space on the water. It's on the Mystic River. Uh-huh. And it, it was literally just a, a little dump where you bought lobsters. Next year, it was like a little spot where you could go get lobster sandwiches. Now they have full menus. Worth the trip, Ron. Worth the trip. All right. Thanks so much. Nice talking to you. Nice talk to you later, Michelle. <laughs> bye, Mom. bye, bye. Bye, Molly's mom. <laughs> Ron Zero Fez, eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Chris, how come your mom never calls? She's not with us anymore. <laughs> Why would you laugh? That's fucked. Why you got to curse like that? Why you got to bring up my mom? <laughs> oh, well, you're the one who said she wasn't around anymore. So you're the one who asked me about her. <laughs> I can't believe she called. Yay! Yeah, my mom. No, mine. Why aren't you guys just hanging around Connecticut? Why are you, uh, why are you cruising out to Cali? She's got some work to do out in Monterey, so. Monterey? Mm-hmm. You know what books you got to take with you, right? Cannery Row. That's right. Have you read it? Yeah, I have. And the sequel, Sweet Thursday, which I like even better. I like them both, too. But I remember reading that as a kid, and I'm like, how can some place be so crazy and far away and great. I loved that stuff when yeah. I was a kid. Um, here's uh, Joe. Joe, you're on the Run of Fed show. Joe. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Yeah, hey. My, uh, my road trip is actually happening this weekend. I'm driving up to Lenox, Massachusetts. Love that catch, area. Catching the uh, film night at Tanglewood. Uh, John Williams is playing this weekend. 
I, I will. love Tanglewood, too. It's one of my favorite summer spots. Oh, we've been there nine times. This will be number 10. I take the family up. I have two boys. My wife found it years ago. And uh, they actually, we're what we've been doing the last couple of years is Tanglewood. They offer uh, picnic baskets that they make from local bakers and delis. Yeah. And you have sandwiches right there on the lawn. The, the place yep. packs out. There's these foods. And... John Williams is there. It's been the old summer home for the Boston Pops for like 60, 70 years. Like back free air conditioned, they would go there in the summer and play as a vacation spot for people, right? And there's all kinds of, you know, like summer stock theater there and stuff. But when John Williams, the show that he's going to tonight, is going to play the movie theme. Oh, God damn. Superman and the Star Wars and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I actually entered it on Builder Excellence last year. My wife said, try not to do that. You'll tell everybody. But the place is packed. It's yeah, just- it is packed. The last time, I, well, last time I was there for 4th of July, and it was incredibly Ooh. packed. But it's a, just a terrific place to s- spend the night. And Western Massachusetts is just, it's unbelievable. There are this a lot of summer exactly camps where up there. Alice's Restaurant was. Okay. The, the uh-huh. thing. It's just great. It is. It is. It's a highlight of the summer. We're only we're from Ritzboro, PA. So we uh, we're driving up tonight. It's a four and a half to five hour drive. We chill out Saturday. We get over there tomorrow night, and and you think it's crazy to drive so long, but it is just so much fun. And to see the guy, I when I was uh, ten, so I was seven when Star Wars came out, ten when Raiders came out, and just to see the guy that composed the music by one of the finest symphonies out with the family. It's beautiful. It's, it's the highlight of my summer. Yeah, I imagine, man. Enjoy yourself. All the best to you and Fezzi. I hope he gets better soon. Thank you, Pepper, my friend. Right. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Well, look who wants to jump in on this. Hard Rock Johnny. Johnny. Hello, boys. Well, let me guess. Providence, Rhode Island, huh, Johnny? Well, Kind of. So, you know, obviously I went to school there a long time ago. Um, Back in the leather helmet days. <laughs> uh, there are, you know, there's plenty of cool little diners there. And that used to be our, you know, the late night, 2 in the morning, you know, places that opened at like midnight and would go until like 8 a.m. But the most unusual one, and if you get it in East Providence, um, at a couple different restaurants, or you can go over the river and go into Fall River, Massachusetts, and get... The dreaded, then people kind of turn their nose up on it. A chow mein sandwich. What? What yeah. exactly is it? It's so it's, think of Chinese chow mein, right? They fry the they deep fried chow mein noodles and they make a gravy that has the minced meat, the celery, just all the other stuff that would be in there, and they put it over it, and it's on a bun, and it sounds totally disgusting, but it is one of the greatest. Culinary delicacies I've ever eaten. I love it, dude. I appreciate it. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Also, for the guy up in Lenox, I don't want to let this go by. Joe's Diner in Lee, Massachusetts. Joe's Diner in Lee's, Massachusetts. Um, It was the inspiration of a um, Rockwell painting. With the cop and the boy sitting there. It's a very famous place. And you go in there and it looks the same way. I always want to make sure I mention places like this because you never want them to go out of business. You'd love for that 
that diner to be there for your kids and your grandchildren and that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about with road trip because there's so many of those places in New England there's so many of those places that you're like you could not recreate this you know what I mean yeah you couldn't recreate that grill that atmosphere the kind of local people that go by there you know when you when you get off um, just going to a lot of the the kind of places that you normally eat because you're hungry and it shows up on the highway, you miss out on so much, you know? And it's so cool to hear that from people, you know, like Michelle, Molly's mom, has known this place for a long time. You're not, this isn't an advertisement that some marketing firm is putting out. This is local people telling you this is the place to go. Um... And I'm always trying to push that on Big J. Yeah. Like Big J will go out all around the country and he'll eat at Fridays. <laughs> you're like, dude, what is the point of traveling? Oh, he's stoned. If you're going to eat at Fridays. It's unlimited apps. Uh, Ryan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. I uh, heard you guys talking about Alice's Restaurant. I'm uh, I'm from uh, the Berkshire Great Bankston. And uh, Alice's Restaurant isn't around anymore, unfortunately. Well, there's two places that say it used to be. I'm, I'm telling him that's where it came from. That's the town. And then yeah. Arlo owns the church where Alice is, used to live. Right, right, exactly. It's all Stockbridge is a, a just an absolutely gorgeous town. Yeah. Um, also, uh, you're talking about Rockwell. Uh, he painted uh, Main Street of Stockbridge. And, I mean, you show up there on Christmas, and it, it still looks exactly the way it does in that painting from, what, like 50 years ago? Yeah, and you pull into that town, and you just park and get out, and there's just so many, you know, terrific little places. It's Yeah. I love a town that it could be small as hell, but still has a downtown feeling about it. Oh, you know? yeah. Stockbridge, uh, the Red Lion Inn, all those places, you know, you, you see people, they show up there every weekend and they've done it for the last 70 years or, or however long. It's just it's just such a great spot. It's amazing. Hagen uh, in New York, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Uh, Ronnie, you really couldn't be more spot on with uh, your description of Connecticut. So underrated as far as food. But my uh, chick, her parents live up in central Connecticut, and uh, there's this place that they always get me pizza from, Dominic and Vinny's in Middletown. Yeah. Great, great pizza. And then also in that area, that Waterbury area, it, they have a huge uh, immigration of uh, Italians from a very specific area in Italy called Ponte Landolfo. And they have this club there called the Pani Club. And uh, throughout the summer, they have feasts there. They call them Pani Feasts. And you go there, and it's just all the old people cooking all the old Italian food. Fantastic, man. It's, it's absolutely out of this world. I would be there in a heartbeat. I would uh, I'd base my vacation around that experience alone. I have something like that. Yeah. My, d- my dad plays a gig up in uh, Stonington at the Portuguese Holy Ghost Society annual pig roast. They do like, it's just like this huge cookout. They have oysters. There's the jazz band, obviously. And like people come from all like around the area to go to the pig roast. It's awesome. And he, he does the gig just because he knows this whole thing is going to be cool. It's yeah. something he does every year. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff, man. Uh, Tom and Danbury, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. So every year in like late September, early October, up in Durham, Connecticut, small little Connecticut town off uh, 95 and yeah, I know. 84. So they have, um, you know, forgot all the other fair food, but they do the steamed cheeseburger or hamburger, which is kind of special. I guess the whole Connecticut, I guess it's originated there, but man, you go there and you get yourself a steamed hamburger, there's nothing better. It's legitimately yeah, the only way to get a hamburger. They're really known for like steaming hamburgers. It's weird. Yeah, and it's incredible. It's super moist because it's cooked all the way through. So you're not getting like a pink center, like a grilled burger, but right. the whole thing, the cheese is steamed along with it. You're not getting any kind of fixings on top of it. Literally paper plate, patty with cheese, and a fresh bun that's not grilled or anything. Sometimes they even throw it on just white Wonder Bread, and it is unbelievable how good it is. Thanks so much, dude. Uh, good job, everybody. Strong job. Road tripping through New England. Fantastic. Fantastic experience. This Ron and Fez road trip is brought to you by Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, part of the Wyndham family of brands. There's a Wyndham waiting. We'll be right back. Uh, Mark Norman coming up soon. Uh, his half-hour special currently airing on Comedy Central. And his album, Still Got It, available on iTunes. We'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Comedy Hit. segment was fun made me want to get out of here it's close can you catch up on sleep Chris you, is that even scientifically possible I feel like it is like, all right, I feel like it is too but I think they always tell you it's not that's bullshit all right, let's say I sleep 5 hours on a f- Thursday to Friday Yeah. and if I sleep 12 hours Friday going into Saturday I've caught up on my sleep yeah, but the thing is, that five hours of sleep is what you've fucked up because you'll never get the right kind of sleep. So just having more sleep doesn't mean you're getting the right kind of sleep. I feel like it's the right kind when I get it. I know that you say you feel that, but like everything else, you do that without any scientific data. You just do it on feelings, and you're no different to me than a fucking Baptist minister. He feels something, so he yells it out wants everybody to believe in it. That's all I have in this buckled-up life of mine. <laughs> You don't want to drop the buckle thing, do you? You're fucking loving it. He likes it. Yeah, I got no problem with calling you buckles. We're getting shirts made. Now, Chris and I were having a debate. Do we play the thing that Shelby tried to do to Molly? I feel, yeah, we should play it. Just so Molly knows what Shelby... But she never listens. All the awful (laughs) things... That they do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You gotta let it roll off your back. That's what I always say. Then maybe I should make you use this. Then no, if you don't no, care no, no. one way or another. No, no, I do. I'll I lock it in. No, I absolutely Michelle, do. Michelle, your your daughter's gonna get an awful 
preview no, no, this I thing defi- should be great. No, I want the best intro that I can possibly have. I mean, when Shelby says me and stuff to me, I let it roll off my back. So here's the thing, Molly. I'm trying to shape you into being the broadcaster you want to be. Yeah. But if you're not willing to battle for it, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm, let's go. If, if you're going to be willing to end up like Buckles, oh, God. where you just don't give a shit what happens no, to No, I, I do. I absolutely do. Do I mean? Yeah, I guess. Now, did you hate this thing? First, I, as soon as I heard, as soon as I heard it, I was like, Shelby, you're recutting this after the show today. This you're is what I screamed it. at Shelby. This, you've got to set the table for the audience to believe in your host and to believe in your format. That's the job. Yeah. He's the only time that I ever see him make the announcer try to be about the announcer. Like, if he was the announcer for a Letterman show, they would never get back to Dave. Because he would just be sitting there, just self-indulging. Now I am kind of curious and want to hear it. We should have done a road trip to Pittsburgh of all the stuff that Shelby hasn't done. He's probably want to get together with his old high school friends, stand up in the fucking car while Heroes plays while they drive under a tunnel. <laughs> you fucking wallflower. I wish Frankie from Big Brother was in that show, too. None of you guys watch Big Brother, right? No. I haven't caught, caught on this Big season. Big last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Fez is into it. He is, but then I'm discussing it with Fez. <laughs> he, he likes to discuss things on a just a, a surface thing. I oh. like to go deeper into strategies. Right. He just says stuff like, she's a bitch. <laughs> It's, it, it, believe me, if it's men and women, the, the hate he has for women is unbelievable. But he loves his sister? I didn't know. His sister loves him. Oh, God. He doesn't love how, his sister? I, 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 I wouldn't judge that. But his sister gushes about him while he sits there. Because, you know, she's four years older. Yeah. So that was her job through life. And she's an incredibly sweet, nice person. And that's just there saying, fade me. Feed me chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my hip hurts. Where's my sissy sit? I have a dick on my hip now. All right, Chris. <laughs> Always going right into that spot that you can't follow after that. Mm. That's what I forget. Forget how to act like a human being. Yeah. That's your biggest problem. Like, I would have been great just running out of that trench during the Great War. I would have just been lit up immediately. Just fucking... Just Goo. I can't picture you in any war. <laughs> oh, I would be awful at it. The cola, yeah. Maybe the cola wars. <laughs> oh, hey, you fuck. kiss my ass. You, you do drink a lot of cola. You do. It's 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 fucking delicious and sweet. We should play this fucking thing to show how bad Shelby is. Because I my problem is it is I don't think Molly will take it as bad as it is. Oh, it's as soon as I heard, I was like, "Whoa, you can't use this." I was offended. Really? Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't remember the last time Shelby's handed me something where I say, "Thank you, that's good." <laughs> you got to sit down and then talk to him as if he was an infant. He's been hanging around here for a year. Yeah. And it doesn't think it doesn't feel like he's picking up on the radio part of radio. You have to absorb absorb what's around you, like an amoeba. Why like a you, radio why, why don't you just learn like a fucking human <laughs> absorb uh, Ed Murray said what is that crazy woman talking about Connecticut pizza being better than New York pizza Manhattan pizza is not very good anymore it's awful not you, your average New York slice but there are some gems you have run out the good places you've run them out with your high goddamn price <laughs> We now have to go to shitty places like Brooklyn or the Bronx or even if we're going to lower ourselves, 
Queens. Why do you have to shit on Queens so bad? <laughs> oh, I didn't mean it that way. It was a compliment that you had better pizza. Yeah, but like worse than you every got that place. You square so. pizza that you like. Yeah, Rizzo's. Yeah. It's delicious. Hey, hey, everybody, it's Rizzo's. <laughs> There's a couple good spots in the story. Your shacks, your Polito's. There's not a single place in Manhattan that I recommend to people. I, I don't. I still like Joe's. Thank you. I know that you do, honey. And you're going to like this thing that he did for you. All right. Should There's I some, play it? No, you know what? See, the thing is, I want you to know something. Because you're a woman, I don't want you to just feel like you're here to be subservient to men. I don't feel I want, that. Please, let's see the way you are with Shelby. I want you to make it on your own. Yeah. And go for your own dreams. I want to do that, too. I don't think I don't think that I take any, excuse my language, shit from anybody. How many times has he tried to throw you under the oh, bus well, for I, meetings? You know, I flipped out of him that one time. I would say that I wasn't subservient at you that point. You should be point. flipping out on him as much as I do. Which is Neither pretty, one of you seems to be getting through. I'm gonna, maybe I'll pull a gun on him one day. <laughs> These levels are fucked! That escalated so quickly. <laughs> His levels are always fucked. As a matter of fact, I heard that uh, Fez told me last night that he had the fucking text to complain about levels on the show yesterday. Pod Gurian down, bring uh, Provenza up. Yeah, I, I, he was... And he goes like this, what? He actually says to me, because he's in front of his sister... And I want him to feel good in front of his sister. That's his family. And he goes, Jesus, what happens around that place when I'm not there? He said that. Yeah. And I go like this. <laughs> I'm just eating. And I go like this. I don't know, Fez. I just don't know. I, I'm, now I'm pissed. I don't know how we do it. <laughs> what the when fuck? When you told me it's the first fun week you've had in forever. We're having a great time, right? Mm -hmm. oh. You're not having a good time? <laughs> I've never had a good time with you people. Oh. I don't mean that in a bad way. It sounds pretty bad. You. Here's the thing. You're being subservient. I'm not. Shelby is a fucking creep. <laughs> Buckles, I haven't even understood him in years. It's like talking to a wet sponge. I don't know. It's like I see liquid squishing out of him, but I don't understand the words that the sponge is trying to make. Awful. Now what are you going to read? No, I'm not reading anything. Go I'm ahead, just read a plug right now. I want to hear how fucking nutty you do it. Oh, yeah. Mark Norman's half-hour special is uh, currently airing on Comedy Central, and his album Still Got It is available now on iTunes. It'll be here in a few moments. He just signed in. Mm. He's awesome. All right, let's play this thing. Now, I don't want to again say this. Well, we haven't even told people what you're doing yet, right? Oh, right. But Molly took her hour, and what she wanted to do is have the idea of it would be Molly presenting young comedians, some that you know, some that you don't know, all under 30, here on Raw Dog. And we're like, oh, what a great idea. It's, yeah. a, it's a chance to play some stand-up during the Ron and Fez show. You can get stand-up all day long on Raw Dog, so this is a great thing. If you just happen to come to our show and you'll go to the rest of Raw Dog, this is a great thing for you to see. And then I said to Molly, this would be also great for you because you can take that and say, look, I had a one-hour special on a national platform. How many 20-year-olds get to say that, Chris? Zero. Well, one. <laughs> Molly. It's like you're calling her a zero. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's the one. Everyone yeah. else is a zero. So our point of this is to promote Molly as a person who's capable. If I'm driving down the road and I hear Molly, I don't want her. To, I don't want to think 
is this the first time she's ever done anything? I want to sit there, listen to the programming, and accept it the way I would. That's a professional person doing a professional job. That's the point of this. Listen to what Shelby did as her intro. Molly Bean is a 20-year-old student and psychology major attending Boston College and a current intern for the Ron and Fez show. She has her finger on the pulse of youth culture, and after a recent trip to Israel, she's back and harder than ever. Today, she'll be giving you the top young comedians to watch out for under the age of 30. Well, Molly, take it away. What the hell is that? I don't know what. That's why I said as soon as I heard, I'm like, you're recutting this. This um. Now, why would she have then have a piece that she would send around to broadcasting companies if she's been called an intern? Yeah. And making a joke out of her trip. Some yeah, some weird thing that referenced that inside this self represent. You're like, what is wrong with you? This is kind of weird. I'm not gonna lie. You've heard the way announcing works before. Yeah. Uh, how an intro happens. Yeah, what weird, we're really joke. selling is the 13 going on 30, and here's your host. That's the focus of this. Not Molly as a 20-year-old intern. Psychology student. For some reason, these morons running <laughs> fast gave her her own hour. Guess she's getting over on those idiots, huh? Here's Shay Molly. Start talking. And yeah, at best... You're doing the same voice as plug report. Already, your plug report thing is a joke. Now you turn the Molly into one. How well, the good feel? news is that it can be recut. I'll be overseeing the recutting of the intro. I'll be putting my vacation on hold. <laughs> Maybe you should just announce for her. What do you and want? Throw that fucking guy to the goddamn thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe Shelby could be my tool that I use. <laughs> To do shape into something great. Does that Wait, come off creepy? He's for shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I. <laughs> I'm different direction things. than I originally imagined. Uh, different direction than anyone imagined. And then I actually said to him, "Do you realize that we're treating this thing? If an announcer turned this in at a broadcast company, you may be fired for presenting the host that way." Yeah, it was it was a saboteur job. Yes, and you stepped on what would be an hour. And didn't mention the name of the actual of the segment. No, it's was, like, let me say some weird things about Molly. She's young and probably shouldn't even be getting a chance to do this. How does this happen? I don't know whether it's jealousy, misogyny, or just weird creepiness that he has. I don't know why he does the things that he does. Well, I think definitely part of it's misogyny. That's part of this mix. Weird hatred of the ladies. Yeah, I don't know. That um, was uh, it's pretty bad. Sorry, if Phelps. I was driving down the road and I didn't know anything, I, and I was just, I'd be, what the hell is this garbage? I the Israel the thing is really what threw me off. I was like... No, I wouldn't say I was on board, but I would say I had a pinky toe on board until Israel came up, and then I was. Like, I don't even get. Uh, I, I was offended, moment one, moment one that you start to. You know, she's just a twenty-year-old intern. I'm putting her out there as a broadcaster in this. Period. 
There's a lot of broadcasters who start young, and if they take the attitude of this is, you know, I've got this show, the listener is going to believe them. They're not The listener, if they think that, that the show's working, doesn't go, I wonder what that person's background is. No, it's just you're on the radio. You're yes. speaking. You, you, yes, you're not getting in the way of it. Um, Fritz, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, bud, Dave. Hey. hey, listen, I want to see uh, Shelby. He's your worst producer ever, ever. But I want to see if he can even name some of the great producers that came before him in Ron and Fez history. You have 15 seconds, Shelby. How many producers can you name? There's Dave, Earl. One. All first names. That's all he's doing. Billy Staples. Ten seconds. And that's all I got. That's all I know. Mm. So in all this time, you're not even interested in the history of the show that you're working on. Ronnie, can I give you my top five? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Sorry, Pepper, I got to say it, though. Number one, Al Dukes. Number two, I'm going to give it to Pepper just for the time. The seven years or whatever. Well, thanks for nothing, motherfucker. Just take me off the list then. Hey, hey. You, you kissed my ass. That? This is the way you seven talk to years. listeners. Seven you years got the silver. You ought to be fucking happy. Number two. Number two. Number three, Eastside Dave. Number four, Hawk. Number five, Mr. J-Dubs. I'm out. Peace. Shelby hasn't even learned any of those names. Thanks for calling us out, Dukes. <laughs> By the way, Al did nothing. I would infuriate the listeners by going like this. Yeah, I ate a, I ate a chicken sandwich <laughs> every day for lunch. And my favorite album is Bon Jovi. <laughs> Did people he say, just tee off on him. Didn't he say once like he wouldn't save a baby if it was drowning? Or yes, yeah. he said he would not yeah. dive into a river to save a baby because what if he drowned? <laughs> And they wanted to kill him. This was when we were on New York Radio. We went over and we did a boxing match with Al, right? I think he was fighting Earl. And Al got a terrible case of the flu. But we were like, you still got a box, dude. There's fucking thousands of people here. (laughs) So he was was laying down before. He got up, went into the ring, got fucked up by Earl, who was then dancing like Ali afterwards. And he got to tear up Al's master's degree. That was the thing. Oh, if you lose, you get sad. to tear them. It was really great. They take Al. The paramedics are working on him afterwards because he's got no fluids in him. He's six. And they put him in an ambulance. And the listeners surrounded the ambulance and they were rocking oh it. Oh, my God. While they were screaming an anti gay slur. What? Oh, no. Poor Al. It was hysterical. No, it was really Al. one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And he's in the back going like this. Really, I don't feel good. Please. <laughs> Please just get me to the hospital. Stop. I don't feel good. I was rocking back and forth. Holy shit. Hard Rock Johnny got knocked out that night, too. Damn. Hard Why Rock don't Johnny. we have boxing matches anymore? Well, because people got knocked out. Um... <laughs> 
the last ones I did when I was in Virgin, when I was in DC, we actually had to go through the gaming commission wow. and pay them money to come there because you just can't do boxing matches. You can't just say, "Hey, I'm throwing a boxing match." Yeah, I made my bones on this guy Billy the Phone Freak boxing women. I said he, he was kind of built like Shelby, and I said. There isn't a woman in the world that can beat a man. I'll take this skinny fucking kid. And any woman that wants to fight him, he will win. So, you know, some big broad cause. <laughs> we put him in the ring. He wins. Women are furious. We do it again a couple months later. <laughs> People would show up from all over this. They're fucking hanging off the trees, right? He starts training, you know, for each fight. Training. About eight, nine fights into this... I start to look at him. He's now been training for like two years, right? <laughs> he's fucking coming out. He's throwing combination Holy punches. Shit. He's moving. And he starts slicing these women up. And finally, he hits this <laughs> uh, girl. And she just, you know, she goes out. I mean, she's out. She, he knocked her out? Yeah. One and punch? wasn't, you know, like waking up. And I'll never forget, I had Randy Savage, the macho man Randy Savage. He was the special referee, and he was a buddy of mine. And uh, we're both sitting there, and I'm just I'm just looking down at this like, here's a lawsuit and the end of my career. But I'm trying to, you know, be happy. Like, all right, everybody, you know. And then fucking Savage is like this. I don't know, brother. I don't see her moving, man. That's it. It's lights out. Seriously. Not she ain't getting up for that. I'm looking like brain dead. Oh my god! You know, I'm like just much. sitting there going, "Okay, much, please." Drive me crazy. <laughs> I don't know, man. I got a bad feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Is she, was she okay? Yeah, eventually, you know. But when someone's knocked out, it's always, you know, it's always a weird fucking thing. Like they're they're turned out, and you can't <laughs> wake them out. You know, get some smelling salts. Anything. Yeah, it's like even like if you're with a friend and he gets so drunk that he's not moving. I've been there. You're like. I don't know. Maybe should we take him to the hospital, or is, 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 is he just sleeping? Is the breathing getting shallower? Yeah. Hold on, let me stare at him for a while. All the fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so so shitty. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> Come on, let's just all have fun. Uh, Mark Norman is here. He's Do we here. need to break or bring him in? No, we can bring him in. Uh, his half-hour comedy special is currently airing on Comedy Central. His uh, album still got it available on iTunes now. Mark's podcast Tuesdays with Stories can be heard on iTunes. And for you first responders, he's at Mark Norm. At Mark Norm, let's bring in Mark Norman. When you hear your theme, you're like, I don't like that theme. I gotta get a new theme. Yeah. Well, uh, I got the I got the perfect theme for you. Lay it on me. Airborne in the house getting tipsy. <laughs> 
but I don't know. Is it too is it too dated right now? Molly it's it's a kids? throwback. Okay. I love Tipsy by Jane Clark. <laughs> I'm a fucking huge fan. I don't know, and no one else. Um, by the way, there's so much verbiage on your shirt, I can't even keep up with it all. Oh, yeah, it's the one black, of my faves. The black women's anthem. Oh, yeah. It's the not go well in the A-train. <laughs> <laughs> but it's too good not to wear. I like that you take the A-train. I do. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. At least uh, I used to live in Bed-Stuy, baby. Do or die. Mm-hmm. Do or die Bed-Stuy. Yeah. By the way, they just did the voting on the train, and everybody here takes trains every day. Yeah. What finished last? Which train do you not want to get on? It runs bad. It's packed with people, and it breaks down. The G. G. We got one vote for G. G's a good one. I'm going to say the the three train. Three train? I was going to say G, but now I'm going to switch. I'm going to say M. The M train. That's a good one. Yep. And Shelby, what do you got? Yeah, the three. It's awful. Three? Really? You're all wrong. (laughs) Z? The Mighty Two Train. The wow. Mighty Two wow. Train. Apparently it breaks down every 15 feet. <laughs> it's infested with rats. What? There's uh, gangs roving it. Now, the number one train, this was a surprise to me. Chris, you know this one. I'm gonna, Favorite train where you're like, oh, I love getting on this train. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the L train. It's gotten ridiculously good. <laughs> no, it, the L train used to be terrible. It used to be fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got? Six is very consistent. You like the six Hate train. The six train. Yeah. Why? Because people call it the sex train, and you're always in there and they're humping. <laughs> it's a problem. No, I have not had that experience. Yeah, I'll go to Q. Q train. Perfect train. Yeah. Um, is that the one that runs through Roosevelt Island? No, that's, that's the F. F. The old F. Because the Q used to when I first moved to New York and then there were always people they would you'd always hear next this stop Roosevelt Island people would go like this Roosevelt Island (laughs) every single time (laughs) like what because there's a lot of people who confuse Roosevelt Island with Governor's Island and they think that that somehow a train this is express into the middle of the ocean no this can't be happening (laughs) how am I going to get back home Uh, best train Shelby the N train the best train on this list, the Mighty Seven. Oh, the come seven on. train. Oh, seven I've is never good. taken yeah. seven in seven my life. Seven is quality. The seven train, when you, you take it over to, is it Citibank now? The old. City Field, City Old Shea. Yeah. Uh, or Arthur Ashe Stadium. If you pick that up from um, Penn Station, you are so deep underground where you finally leave from, you're like four levels down. That you expect to see the devil. It just feels like after a while, how low do we go here? That's the worst feeling ever. If, if walking through that to get out of the Times Square station, yeah, it's, it's like walking yeah. through a pit of hell. I don't want any part of it. You see coal miners down there. You see. <laughs> it's too deep. It's too much time to get out. Yeah. And I'm never going to get into a urine scented elevator. Any of the trains uh. that the, I don't want to call them bums. I'll just say homeless people. Say, oh, this is so great! You can pee here and then end up on the street by the time you're done peeing. This train like piss dens. It's terrible. I was. I always take the subway concourse from this building. Like I just go underground and there's like a little sign and it's easy to get to. Uh-huh. And I one day the concourse was closed and I couldn't figure out where the other entrance was and so I had to ask someone. And this guy pointed towards this elevator. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like on the corner of the street, BDFM, it goes down. Oh yeah. And. 
he was like, that's how you get down. So I had to take that elevator and it was like really slow and it smelled terrible. And I thought that that was the only way. It turns out that there's a staircase right behind it. That's what he was pointing at. Ah. I've taken that elevator like 12 times until I realized <laughs> that there's a set of stairs behind it. Like every time I was just like, oh piss? God, this is That's terrible. why she smells like piss in the morning. <laughs> there was a couple of days I thought you peed yourself, Molly. <laughs> Mark Norman, his stand-up special currently airing on Comedy Central. You got the half hour. How did you feel with it? You're happy with it? I gotta tell you, I had food poisoning through the whole shoot. Is that right? I was holding in diarrhea while telling zingers. Now <laughs> I need to rewatch that knowing. Yeah. If you watch, I'm sweating, I'm bloated, I'm sluggish. <laughs> I had Thai food in Wisconsin. <laughs> Smart. Horrible that is, idea. That is, that, is the, that is the place to get Thai food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I was out in Wisconsin, ate some Thai, flew to Boston the next day, and just, ugh, that was it. That is funny, but it, it's the show must go on. Exactly. Because th- this thing is set up, and if you don't do it, not only do you miss your chance, but you know... They hate you forever over exactly. Comedy Central. <laughs> well, fun story. They already hated me. <laughs> they do two people each night. I yeah. had a guy before me, then me. And uh, I was watching him, and I had to run to puke. So mm-hmm. I run out this door, and it's a fire door. The alarm goes off. <laughs> I ruined this poor guy's special. So now I'm hiding behind like a speaker, because I don't want them to know it's me. It's like Doug Herzog and all these County Central presidents and execs. So I'm hiding with food poisoning, shitting a little, you know. Uh, oops, sorry. You know, you can say that all you want. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just like, oh, I'm sweating. And so they, there's, like, grips covering the speakers and guys freaking out. Like, you know, people are clipboards like get out of here go go headsets throwing on the ground you know like ah people are so mad and uh so they finally get the 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 alarm to go off the guy does his set again so then i go up and they screw up my background like it doesn't say my name it says someone else's name so they make me redo my first five minutes and so my god yeah so i that which never works you know you go back out there and you say the same jokes and they get nothing yeah so I was kind of pissed. So after, I was like, oh, you, you know, you really screwed up the name. And they go, well, you set off the alarm, so we're even. <laughs> uh, true story. Now, why is it when something horrible happens to someone else, is it so terrific? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you came here and said, man, I really had lost weight before this special. I got a new suit. And I went in there and nailed it. We'd all just stare at you. Right. You know, like. Who That's cares? True. But you you come in with this horrible story, and we just love you for it. I think because we're all so worried about those things happening to us all yeah. the time that when they happen to someone else, it's just like it's a relief. Almost, <laughs> yeah. oh, Your thank odds are God. Down. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably like in World War Two in London. If you found out the bomb hit your neighbor's house, you're right. like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, and that's where the bomb went off. That's great. But then they come stay with you, and you're like, ah, crap. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of like the herpes. One in four people have herpes. So when you find out your friend has herpes, you're like, hey, yeah, we're part of the four. We're part of the four. We're in. Yeah. Especially if it's your girlfriend. You're like, hey, maybe we're doubling down. <laughs> it's weird that herpes is still around. It's one of those things that we haven't cured yet. It's a big one. Yeah. And it's an annoyance. Chris, have you uh, had the herpes? I haven't had herpes, no. What was your thing? Chlamydia. Okay. Oh. What's wrong with chlamydia? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> 
what I like. It's just your comfort with saying it. Well, you know, chlamydia is okay because you just take some pills and your fucking dick starts hurting. Okay, why do you got to go that blunt with it every I apologize. Time? But I, I used to get... Chlamydia, you had us. And then you had to just spell it out. Completely. You said it as if all of us were going to be like, oh, right, yeah. Anyways. Oh, yes, the dick. That's where it is. That's where it hurts. That's yeah. where the pain comes from. Was it very painful for you? For a little while, yeah. But then you take the antibiotics for 10 days and you're good. The oh, wor- nice. The worst part was it was the old... <laughs> you ought to be a doctor talking to people who are afraid to deal with their chlamydia. The worst part was the old school STD test where they take the swab and put it inside. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's... Uh, well, did you ever even see in the Old West how they used to deal with VD? No. This is a true story. And this actually would uh, you know, not only make some people sterile... But for some reason, VD would blind people back there. It was a very dangerous thing. So, you came in, you said, I got VD. Basically, you're rotting away before you show up because there's no penicillin for anyone. And to, they would take this... One, this is just for men. I don't know what they did for women. <laughs> they took this wire and put it in the fire until it was a hot coil. Oh, and uh, right oh no. The penis. Oh. And then they were like, this is going to burn for... <laughs> Ever? Ever. <laughs> Yeah. And then it'll seal oh. over, and we're done. Your VD, you're done. Uh, you're done. You ever using your dick again? And you know, we're we're not talking a tremendous amount of time ago that this happened. That this was a medical procedure. Yeah. You know? Oof. <laughs> My friend had a uh, chlamydia recently, actually. Nice. And uh, maybe from you, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, he went to the doctor. He was worried, and he doctor said, "All right, pee in a cup." Handed the doctor the cup, and the doctor goes, oh, you have it. And he goes, how do you know? He goes, because this cup is 800 degrees. Oh, man. So that's, uh, that's one Just way. steaming yeah. chlamydia cup. Love of this. Love of this. Was that like feel? Yeah. Just, you just felt it? Did yeah. it feel hot? Like, this, this is, I put my hand, like, oh, my God, my hand. It's you, you, acid. You, you, you should have just got a nice H over your penis. <laughs> and it looked like a tap. <laughs> a hot water tap you had. Wash your dishes in it. <laughs> Do you know who you got it from? Yeah, some some skeezer in, in college. Well, I didn't think you got it from the love of your life. But did you go back and say, by the way... You yeah, you're, I said, hey, lady, you're spreading chlamydia around. <laughs> hey, lady. <laughs> All right? I didn't... Who, who was you? Sure, I was drunk, but I'm Excuse not... Excuse me. Lady. I was, well, I was pissed. I wasn't going to be like, like yeah. colloquial with her. <laughs> like, no, you're you're now just a chlamydia spreader. <laughs> You're not a person anymore. But she's a lady. Yeah. I would have thought you'd have felt some kinship. You're in the same boat. <laughs> right. is, is your piss as hot as mine right now? Because otherwise, you should have known that it was going down. So did she apologize? Or what do, you, what do you say to that? She was like, oh, I had no idea. Thanks yeah. for letting me know. I was like, you banging other dudes? Because they should know, too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird time. Lady. Ladies! (laughs) It hurts, it burns, the urine's hot. Do you want these antibiotics, too? And in 10 days, you're free and clear of it. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. So it was, you know, a little dicey, but it turned out okay. Well, it could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been herpes, which is forever. Herpes or even the worst one. I knew some other kid who had... uh, who had syphilis? Who actually got syphilis and went crazy from it? Because he just went. Is that right? Yeah, like he was banging chicks off MySpace. Like this, uh, is, this, this is a long time ago. That's worse Yours? than Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> so this, he was meeting women on MySpace. Yeah, and got syphilis. And he it was like for like months and months. We noticed him acting weirder and weirder, and like right. just doing weird shit, talking about weird things, not making any sense. And it turns out he had syphilis. Wow. See, to me, I would think the craziest thing that you could do is meet women on. MySpace. So I would have already thought he was clinically insane then. 
Al Capone had that. Al Capone went mad from it. Yeah. Quite mad. Is that you? Like, once you go crazy from syphilis, you're crazy? Well, it, it gets into the brain. So, oh once you start screwing around with the brain, you know. Yeah, is he all right? Uh, no, he's not. He got worse after that. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Is he Italian? I'm just wondering if a lot of Italians... Like half and half? Al Capone <laughs> had me thinking, is this something that happens with Italians? I actually heard the kid just actually just got busted for some weird shit, that pimping or something. I, I, I literally just found this out like a couple weeks ago. You run with a with a fast crowd, folks. <laughs> I've been hanging out with him. This was an update over years, all right? Was, once I heard he had syphilis, I went crazy. I'm like, I don't need to deal with this dude anymore. Normally, this is the way he speaks in front of a jury. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the jury, I implore you. I haven't seen syphilis Pete in many, many years. <laughs> What was his name? First I'm not going to give his name out. <laughs> you realize it was his radio. I want to call him Syphilis Pete. <laughs> yeah, it says Syphilis Pete. That's good enough. It's Pete Sampras. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the kind of thing we don't want to say on the radio. Oh, sorry, sorry. Because <laughs> Pete Sampras' people are driving on the road going, Hey! You went crazy? Hey! Uh, one time when I was doing radio... We had a program director that we didn't like who filled in and did news that day. And we handed him a quick news story at the last second that a certain celebrity had died that didn't. Oh, God. And he read it off. And we're all, you know, in the other room laughing. (laughs) And then we didn't know, but the guy's aunt was driving down the road and heard this and started crying and screaming. Oh, my God. Called up, you know, the family. The word, what? We're, we're getting to the bottom of it. And of course, Dustin Hoffman was fine. <laughs> <laughs> so the heat that we got for that was, you know. You should have just blamed it on the PD. Well, that was our initial thing. It was his fault. But then he was like, well, well who came up with this? Who handed me that? I'm like, I don't know. Weird. Didn't Intern, you? I guess. It's over. <laughs> Didn't you print that out? <laughs> I know a guy who has a joke, not my joke, but he uh, he goes out on stage and goes, ah, I hate to say this, but you guys heard the big news that Gene Hackman died. And the crowd goes, oh my God. And he goes, I'm just kidding, but I bet you didn't know you loved Gene Hackman that much. <laughs> it's a great opener. It is true, though, because we don't realize that how much we like people until they die sometimes. Right, right. Yeah. Like when Philip Seymour Hoffman died, I had no idea he was my favorite actor. The second I found out he died, I was just crushed. Like, yeah. Unbelievably crushed. Like, I can't believe how much I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. I was destroyed by it. I texted you immediately as soon as I saw it. I, I know, like, you did. Philip Seymour Hoffman's dead. What do we yeah. do? It's My terrible. phone started ringing all over the place <laughs> like we were all friends together. Yeah. But you're like, yes, I didn't realize that. I'm crazy about Philip Seymour Hoffman, and I never got the word out to him. Yeah. I felt the same way about Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry's dead? Yeah. No. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It just had me, because I still wouldn't have felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Perry to me is is the craziest thing because I've never seen anyone else invent an audience that didn't exist before. Like Tyler Perry fans do not go to anything but Tyler Perry movies. Mm. And before that, because they're like they were like church moms or something, and he went out and worked this. Like every comedian should probably study him because he went out and they met him. They're like he's nice and he's doing. He did plays for a while and then he turned them into movies. And those people only go to his 
movies. They don't go to anything else. And then they're like, Tyler Perry's got another movie. Let's go. Wow. And off they go. It's crazy. What stupid people. They, <laughs> There's so many great things out there. And that's what they're locking into? They, haven't, they call Tyler Perry movies the movies. They don't <laughs> oh. know. That there's any other stuff. He is Hollywood. Because he kind of went out and got them one at a time. Right. It's amazing when that happens. Now, sometimes that happens with big performers. Like, Bruce Springsteen fans have a tendency just to go to Bruce Springsteen concerts. I would say at least half of them only go to his shows. Oh, for sure. What's the person equivalent of, like, a cult flick? You know, like a like a cult favorite. I would say most people. You know what I mean? Like, if you think about it, we were bringing this up the other day, a lot of people big in comedy are not really known outside of people who like comedy. Right. right. You know? Like, people will know Don Rickles or George Carlin, but they won't know a lot of the people who we think are terrific right. in comedy. Which is odd. It's an odd thing. It's like the whole genre of stand-up comedy is subversive and underground. Oh, yeah. I mean, my mom has no idea who Louis C.K. is. Right. And to me, he's like, you know, a god. Right. Where you would be like, well, and then you'll bring, you'll be at Thanksgiving, and you'll bring up Louis C.K., and people are like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? It, who is that? Right. It sucks if you say it like, I opened for him, or I met him, and it's, it was a huge <laughs> life moment for me. It was a milestone in my career, and they're like, huh? Like, no, this is everything to me. They don't care. They don't know at all, but then somebody in a commercial they'll be crazy about, because that person has gotten out there right. enough. Um, well, you know, the people that are doing this uh, Last Comic Standing are probably seen by more people than normally watch stand-up comedy. A lot of people watching that show are just TV fans more than they are comedy fans. Yeah. A lot of them just leave their TV on the same network. Mm -hmm. It's hard to believe, but older people are like, nope, I watch ABC. That's it for me. <laughs> Venture yeah. out a little ABC. bit. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking... Well, then I can't find my way back what? once it's I do that. Just no one number. Yeah. Seven. If you're in New York. Say, <laughs> what if they go on vacation oh, and they don't know? Then uh, it's a fucking meltdown. You got your album out. Are you happy with your album or another case of the shits? No. <laughs> album was clean and healthy. <laughs> no shitting on this one. Uh, yeah, happy with it. I mean, you're never that happy with it. Yeah. Because now I have new tags for those jokes and all that right. shit. But what can you do? you got to put it out sometime. That is the strange thing about stand-up, because it is always ever-changing. Yeah. And then if you put the stamp in and say, this is it, this is the special, this is the recording, that's stuck in time, whether you like it or not. But I see, I feel the same way about movies. If I see a movie one way, and then they fix it, there's a director's cut, I'm like, nah, I like the first version yeah. I saw. Right. That stuff wasn't there the first time I saw it. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's in the can. It feels good to just get it over. Now I'm working on new material. Right. So. Well, you were bringing up the Louis C.K. thing. Who was the first comedian for you that started treating you like an equal or like you belong there? And then you could say, oh, this is starting to feel like I'm, I'm making it. I'm really a comedian now. Uh, well, for me, it was probably Amy Schumer. Well, it's gigantic. Yeah, she. I opened for her on yeah. the road, and she took me out of... I was an open micer. She yeah. brought me on the road. I'd never done a club in my life. They gave me water. I was like, free water? What is this? <laughs> I was so clueless. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was living 
like living at friends' houses, and I would I was so broke that I would ask audience members, "Can I stay at your place?" Like after my set. And it was, you know, it was bad times because this was before she broke. Right. So she didn't have any money. So I didn't have any money. So she couldn't help me out. She was just helping me out by getting me the gig. And uh, yeah, she'd be like, I'm going to Chicago. If you can swing it, come by. You break even, you pay for the flight, you right. pay for everything. But, you know, stage time. It's so you would actually be on stage and say, Does anybody have a place I can stay? Oh, yeah. yeah. And it, it worked more times than not. Yeah. And what happened when it didn't work? Uh, you know, you get a hostel, you know, something like that. I've slept in a homeless shelter before. Really? Yeah. While on the road? I had sex with a girl in a homeless shelter once. Talk about chlamydia. And you don't have nice. chlamydia. That's awful. Well, I got to get tested. Yeah. So how did you meet her? Uh, met her at a show. We had drinks after. I told her my situation, and she was like, oh, that's crazy. I'm homeless, too. And I was like, what? She was like a cute blonde chick. I was like, what are you, crazy? You're homeless? She's like, well, I'm, I'm Canadian. I'm here for a work visa. Oh, thanks, Sarah. Yeah. So I was like, all right, whatever. So eight drinks later, we're making out in the bar, and she pulls, pulls me to the side, and she goes, you know, it would be crazy if you came back to the shelter. And I was like, yeah, good, good, good one. Then we start making out again, cut to us in a cab on the way to the shelter. Which, by the way, taking a cab to a homeless shelter is an odd yeah, feeling. Fucking. Uh, so we're all, you know, we go to the shelter. And we, we, it's like 4 a.m. We're blackout drunk, and she's like, "All right, you got to go in first. We can't go in together. I'm on the women's floor." Which apparently, if a guy's on that floor, he gets arrested or whatever. Sure. So she's like, "You go in, pretend like you own the place. Just walk right past the guard." I was like, "All right." So I walk in. I'm like, "Ah, homeless, huh?" <laughs> and the guy's like, "What?" Yeah, and he hits a big, ah, you know, the door swings open. So now I'm in. I'm in the shelter. I made it. <laughs> so I go up to the women's floor. I'm like sneaking around. I'm like hugging the walls, you know. And uh, I get to her room. She gave me her key. I open the door. I'm talking dilapidated flop house. It was prison style bunk beds. There was a file cabinet in there. It was brutal. Just stains on the wall. Finally, she shows up. We have crazy hobo sex. <laughs> Wild, disgusting, you know, barrel sex. Boxcar fucking. And uh yeah, then I woke up the next day and she's like, You gotta get the hell out of here. If they catch you, you're gonna you're gonna go to jail. And I could hear screaming and stuff. It was it was horrifying. So yeah, I just I just got the hell out of there. Bukowski never <laughs> had sex in a homeless shelter. He had never fallen that low in his whole life. That's such a crazy story. Oh, uh, he's missing out. Yeah. yeah. So at that point, this is why you're on the road, you're a comic. Yeah. Going to a homeless shelter at night in Chicago. Well, which is not really known for you know the best homeless shelters. <laughs> you know? Is anywhere known for the best homeless shelters? Uh, Cleveland, Palm Beach. <laughs> no, I don't know. Palm Beach. Palm Beach. <laughs> you know what's really weird? Because I lived in Florida, a lot more homeless people show up in the winter. Like they literally go south for the winter. So they're summering. Yeah, well, wintering, I guess. Uh, but I'm always curious, how did they get there? I'm hoping boxcars. That's true. But I don't know, you know, how they got all the way down there. And you, like, if you're in Clearwater or in Fort Lauderdale, you go out like in December, and you're like, oh man, homeless. A lot of homeless in the park now. Yeah. Just all fucked up and yeah, and then they head up. You know, in the spring they head up with the baseball teams. Same time, <laughs> I was there. I'll see you next year. Sorry about the chlamydia. <laughs> I think it's a wild story, and this always kills me. 
like with stand-up comics, there's always a point of the career that you should have quit. Oh, you know of course. What I mean? Any sensible thinking person would say this isn't working. Even though I'm uh, I'm here doing a show, I might be doing well. I still have to go to a homeless shelter at night. Yeah, I mean, even moving to New York. When I moved to New York, I lived in Crown Heights. I had eight hundred bucks in my pocket. I signed my lease on loose leaf. My <laughs> landlord died of AIDS, which is tough because you, I had no heat and no hot water. So how do you? Hey, man, there's no heat. And he's like, Well, I'm I'm dying of AIDS. And you're like, All right, I'll see you next week. I'll double the rent. I feel bad. And I I got mugged three times in a year. And uh, there was a pigeon in my apartment the first night. There was a pigeon just just hanging out. There. Yeah, I got the keys. I opened the door. Hey, I'm in New York. <laughs> <laughs> just flew right past my face. Show business. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. It was, what was what was the muggings like? Uh, one one was actually pretty cool. I guess it wasn't technically a mugging, but I was uh, I got I was drinking a lot back then, and I got drunk and got on the train, fell asleep, woke up way down, way past my stop, and I said, you know what, I'll walk it. It's a nice night. Yeah. So I put my iPhone headbuds in, earbuds in, big big red flag, those white headphones, you know. Sure. So I'm walking down and I see like five guys on the corner, like bebopping and scatting, you know, shooting dice, whatever, and I go, all right, I'm gonna cross the street, walk on the other side. Dodge them. As I'm walking down the street, an older guy comes towards me. Older black guy, gray beard, maybe 60, 65. And I was like, eh, I, was, I wasn't worried about it. Right when he gets in front of me, he goes, give me that fucking radio. And he starts yanking my cord. And I was so drunk, I was like, ah, it's not a radio. Because I thought that might change his mind. <laughs> I don't know why. And uh, he just starts struggling with me, and he picks me up. My feet are dangling, and he's just slamming me against, like, a, you know, when the business closes, the metal gate yeah. comes down. He's just, pow, pow, super loud. It was like thunder. And uh, I'm just just like freaking like struggling with the guy and before i know it those five guys run over and just start wailing on the guy just beat the shit out of him like he's on the floor they're kicking him in the face my headphones drop i grab him and i, I run off they were like heroes they i guess like so vigilante heroes you can't judge yeah you can't judge at all jesus That's wild wild the life and times of mark norman very very strange and i ran home and fed my pigeon <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Pidgey. <laughs> Mark Norman's uh, half-hour st uh, stand-up special is currently airing on Comedy Central. His album Still Got It is available on iTunes and ccdirect.com. And Mark's podcast, Tuesdays with Stories, can be heard on iTunes. And Mark's Twitter is at Mark Norm. Um, so when did things start to turn around for you? Oh, it took a while. Uh, uh, it took about four years. Yeah, I was barking, flyering, open micing. I had a J job from nine to seven, which was brutal. Wow. Uh, I was filing papers from nine a.m. to seven. That's a nightmare. Nightmare. I had all these paper cuts. I, I still hate a vanilla folder to this day. <laughs> I was just in a room with file cabinets. That was it, and a clock. Horrible. And uh, yeah, so I eventually quit that job, became a janitor, which was the best job I ever had. Just mopping, headphones in, head down, <laughs> nobody talked to me, no phones, no nothing, no computer. I wrote a ton of material, just walking around mopping, you know, it was all in my head all day. And uh, yeah, then I hooked up with Amy Schumer on the road. Not hooked up, but you know. And uh, yeah, that was it. I got a TV credit and I quit that day. Really? Yeah. That day, you're like, I'm... Not looking back. I'm out. And because yeah. also, if you quit, your back's kind of against the cliff. So you kind of mm -hmm. have to just keep moving forward. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I've heard so many people just say you really do have to make sure you can't go back. Right. You know, if you really want to succeed. You know, Amy Schumer, we were 
talking about her not too long ago, that TV show of hers. Oh, it's great. It's so well written. Yes. It's so well done. She's using all kinds of talent. You know, right now, you know, if you read the stuff in the papers, they're all like raves, but they're like, oh, she's cute and she's funny. But I don't think they're getting the major, you know, there's so much that she's doing well with that show. Right. I on, agree. On every level. It's kind of groundbreaking. Know? Yeah, it is. And it's a tough thing to pull off sketch TV. Oh, yeah. And you're sitting down watching that, and you're like, maybe this is the best sketch show on television right now. And you from know? a woman. Like, no, I'm not saying like that, but jeez, that sounds bad. But, yes, she doesn't even have a penis. It's crazy. Like, since Lucille Ball or something, or yeah. Carol Burnett, I should say. Yeah. It's been a while. You right. Know? Well, let's think. Has anyone else really pulled that off? I can't think. I mean, we're even saying since, but even back then, Tracy Allman, Tracy oh, Tracy Allman, Allman was Allman. unbelievable. Go. Ah, good yeah. call. Good call. Tracy Allman's show was phenomenal. That was and great. for many, many years. Yeah. Um, I had her, uh, did an unmask with her one time for an hour, and she is the funniest and probably most intimidating person that I ever met. Really? She, yeah. Like, when she does talk shows and stuff, she'll just get up and start to fuck with people. She's just really, a, as tiny as she is, such a powerful personality that you're like, as great as her career has been, it probably should be ten times bigger. Wow. You know? Yeah, she's phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. She does characters. She's fast. She's funny. She's adorable. And uh, really, really smart. Really, mm. really smart. All right, so we're putting Amy in really in you know high places here now. Oh, yeah. I've, I've say, never... I've I've worked a lot of comp. I've never met anyone as quick as her on her feet. Yeah, it's pretty I always impressive. find this impressive too. And I asked her about this. The fact that she works in the short dresses mm-hmm. seems so vulnerable yes. to me, right? And she's like, "No, it's powerful," you know. But I don't think men could understand that at all, right? I think she's right. If you just went out in a t-shirt and your shoes, you know, you you wouldn't be able to do a show. I would just talk about that the whole time. (laughs) That would be my whole act. Like, look at these thighs, huh? This is awkward. She's doing the movie now, too, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just in it. Boy, Apatow. Very surreal. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So what was your part? I played like a Wall Street douche, and Uh I, I hit on her at a bar. And she's just kind of like ragging on me the whole time, and I don't get it, you know. That's great. I love the way she uses her, uh, you know, everybody she can. Yeah. All the people that she's met over the years, people are like, oh, she's so nice to be able to reach back like that. But I think it's coming like a place of wisdom because she seems to be using everybody perfectly. You know, when you watch that show... If you see Colin Quinn on there, you're like, this is the best thing I've seen Colin Quinn do in a while. Right, you know? right, right. He, he did a, a piece with her where they were on an elevator, and he was annoying her. And it was some of the funniest shit. I saw shit. that. Yeah. And you're just like, man, finally, Colin is getting to be that Colin that he should have been all this time. You know? Yeah, right. It was like the perfect peace for her for her to put him in and i, I think that's because she's she gets it man you know, oh, she yeah. gets what makes other people funny totally and yeah. she has so much respect for all those older guys yeah i mean it's it's crazy she knows what she's doing well she came up with that but she's got a she's got a great eye for people coming up now too yeah you know what i mean so she knows uh she's got a i just think and probably in a couple you know maybe after the appetite 
think people are going to step back and see what she's been doing the last couple of years, besides just being a funny stand-up. But she's like a funny producer with that show. Great writing, great performing, and it's just solid every every week, which is about the hardest thing to pull off. Yeah, you know? it's impressive, because she's, she's in a movie, she has her own show, and she has hours of stand-up. Yeah. And I, I do the road with her, and she'll have a new hour... And I'm like, I got a new bit. And she's like, oh, yeah? And she has a new special. (laughs) It's amazing. I don't know how she pumps it out. And and seems like she's staying level with it, too. She does. It's hard. Right. It's hard, like, the second that you get money, not just to start doing a bunch of coke and wearing, you know, diamonds everywhere. Right. You know? It's, It's a tough thing to pull off. And everyone always act like, oh, this basketball player, oh, he's blowing it. I'm like, you would fucking too, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, God, when you're yes. young and suddenly you've got millions, you, you don't understand. That is like, in a way, Chris, getting syphilis. Oh, You know, it does sure. the same thing in the brain. makes you crazy. And eventually, yeah. you go to prison for fucking pimping. <laughs> so, what are you doing with the road now? Uh, headlining on the road all over. Yeah. Boy, I'm... Uh, I'm doing some good rooms, doing some bad rooms. Is that right? Yeah. I just, uh, I don't want to say where, but I was in Tennessee last week, and whoo-wee! Yeah. It was brutal. These people, 20 years behind. 20 years behind what you were doing, or no, everything? Just, just in the world. They're just, they don't know what's going on. Lost in time? Yeah, like, uh, it's like a 1989 museum <laughs> right. over there. Like, uh, I got a joke out of it, I... I they were so behind in the time, they're still racist towards certain white people. You know, they're like, hey, don't go over there. That's where the dirty Irish live. I was like, Jesus, you guys haven't made it to black people yet? Like, Come on, you're missing out on some great jokes. But yeah, they, uh, you know, you do a, a, like a pro-gay joke, and they're like, I don't know about that one, buddy. Right. Like, really? You guys are still there? Still. Yeah. So... But then the next week, you're looking at a totally different audience. Next week, you're in Chicago having yeah. a blast, or Denver, yeah. or Seattle. So is it a city thing, do you think, or... I think it's a city thing, yeah, yeah definitely. Because it's really funny, because we always sit around in this country, and we do the blue states versus red states, right? But if you break down the maps, if you're in California, get away from San Francisco and L.A., and it turns red, you know, and voting, yeah, and then Georgia and Louisiana... New Orleans and Atlanta will vote blue all right, the time. Right. So it's really, you know, it's it's cities versus the country, but we never map it out that way. You know, that's true. Yeah. And then here's a weird thing: it's like that when you go to Europe. Really? You know I mean? Yeah. Like the people in Paris are one way, but you get outside of Paris, and it was like, "Hey, how you doing? What are you doing in our town?" They're just fucking driving, you know. Big, <laughs> yeah. big, Got big more wine back there, right? Mm. Yeah. The redneck culture is. <laughs> Almost the culture of the United States of America. Oh yeah, because you go an hour upstate New York, and you're like, where, where am right. I? Right. Oh, it gets weird. Yeah, yeah. that close. It, yeah. You get over the Tap and Z. There's fucking just rednecks hanging yeah. out. It's fucking weird. That's sh- true. Yeah. So everyone always gets into this. Somehow it's the North versus the South. I don't see it that way at all, man. No, no way. It's like. If people live close together, they act one way, but as soon as they have space, you know... You get alone for a while and just turn into a redneck. I think if I was alone for a while, I'd just start shooting cans, too, though. You know what I mean? I'd just be fucking blasting cans in my backyard. Ron's a prepper now. Yeah. It's fucking weird. I think it's also weird, too. It's like 
people that have more room tend to worry about be more afraid of humans than people that live closer to humans. Ah, that's you true. Know? Like people that no one is going to break into their house, they worry about it all the time. Yeah, and people in New York, are just they're like, uh, I have friends that live in the suburbs, and like we saw a weird car that on, was driving on our street. I'm like, I got a fucking dude sleeping on my steps. Yeah, right. Step over. Oh, that's true. You know, and I don't worry about it all. Yeah, we're sur- surrounded by strangers constantly. And <laughs> yeah. it's like constantly, we're just surrounded by strangers. I Everyone's love that. a stranger. But yeah. it's strangers you don't have to talk to. That's yeah. the beauty of it. Right. Yeah. You know? But like, in a, my parents bought a house in Mississippi, like way in the woods, yeah. just for fun. And, because uh, I'm from New Orleans. Uh-huh. So we bought a big house out there and uh, I would stay there every now and then and the whole time I'm just looking out the window because it's just right. trees and dark. Darkness. It's terrifying. So you're just like, I'm going to get killed. But I live in New York. I live in Bed-Stuy. I'm yeah. like whistling down the sidewalk. But here's the weird thing. When you're in the country and you're like driving along and you see someone else, you're like, fuck, I don't yeah. know what this dude's up to. But if you're in Bed-Stuy and you're out 3 o'clock in the morning and there's no people around, you're like, what the fuck? Yes. What's going it's on? It's the worst That's feeling. That's true. That's true. You're like, what is hap- What does everyone else know? <laughs> Something's <Yeah>. happening. <laughs> yeah, right. You feel like some shit is going down because people aren't drunk and throwing cans. Right. It is the weirdest thing. And that happens to me almost like every time I take a trip out of New York, like the first night, then I'll go off to a lake or the mountains or something. I'll be like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. You know? It's crickets and shit. Yeah, crickets. You hear animals. Yeah. It's like a barking dog. You can't sleep that first night because you're like, what the fuck? What's going on out there? Nothing? There's no traffic out there. <laughs> and that's why they're always putting Jason in the woods. Yes. You know? If he was in bedside, people would just shoot him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'd be shot. <laughs> By midnight, it would be over. Yeah. The cops would surround them. That would be the end of them. Yep. Um, Mark Norman, his half-hour stand-up special is currently airing on Comedy Central and let's face it, you were a pro that day. Despite everything that happened to you, you went on. Yeah, thanks. Even though you did set off an alarm. Yes. For somebody else. Yes. I set off a real shit alarm <laughs> in my pants. Those, uh, my underwear looked like a Pollock painting. By the way, while you're doing stand-up, are you thinking about both things? Are you thinking A, about your set, and B, about your ass of course. the entire time? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. More ass than set. But yeah, I was thinking it. Definitely. Because, you know, you're like, is it a stain? Can you see everything? How bad is my sweating? You know, how long do I have to go till I can puke again? Should I came out here with a bucket? Yeah, right. How was the audience for that, though? Once, because you had that five minutes, and that was rough. Yeah. But then, did they come around to you? They were nice. They get it. You know, there's cameras everywhere. They know it's a show. They know it's like your big day. So they they kind of help out. But the worst thing was my agent was like, you should have a beer on stage so you look cool. So I'm drinking... A, a warm beer with food poisoning. It was the oh, it was the worst half hour ever, just physically. It came out all right, but boy, it was tough. I have to go back and rewatch this entire thing yeah. because this is like director's commentary oh, this, now. This is yeah, amazing. you know, you know, you watch your director's commentary, and you're like, oh, this shot was so difficult. We never thought we could pull it off. And see that guy in the back. I still hate him because there's always right. some fucking day player that they despise. Yeah. And they're, they're still pissed off about. Yeah. 
Um, I always go back, and if you ever catch it, if you watch a movie, uh, the movie Almost Famous. Oh, yeah. There's this scene where he doesn't show up for graduation, and they say his name, and there's a woman behind him who just makes this crazy face, like, what? Where? You know, like, you can see she just couldn't be a member of the crowd. Yeah. She really wanted to help push it forward. Yeah. And now it's all I see <laughs> when I watch the movie. And I, I tell people, watch this Watch the overacting the woman does who doesn't even get to speak. I love stuff like that. Yeah, I do too. You a big movie guy? Oh, yeah. I was, What's your go-to films? Oh, geez, Louise. I'm a big uh, Cool Hand Luke. Great, uh, greatest. First of all, Paul Newman is one of those guys that if he would have died young, you know, he'd be James Dean. We'd be talking right. about it forever. But because he lived a nice long life, people don't go back. But Cool Hand Luke is such an amazing movie. So good. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he had a. I think he had a good run though. He had the whole salad dressing shit, and then they had the fucking uh, the race car driving and everything. Amazing. I'll tell you a Paul Newman story. I don't know if I even told you this, Chris. So he used to drive fucking race cars, right? Yeah. These little indie type cars, I guess, right? So it was down in Florida, and this they'd shut the streets down, and they were driving all around. So a friend of mine was shooting the uh, thing for video. And said, look, I've got like these pit passes. If you come pull cable for me, you can go. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll go. This would be great. So I'm pulling cable for a while. And the cars are just going. And then later, I'm like shooting some of the shots. So it's coming by. And I was having this really great day. Well, his friend had a heart attack. His partner had a heart attack and hit the wall and died. Wow. Right? Paul Jesus. Newman's friend, a heart attack. Paul Newman, you know, the whole thing stops, gets out, and I'm standing there as Paul Newman's being told, this doesn't look good, he's not going to make it. I'm standing next to Paul Newman, during what was probably the worst, or one of the worst moments of his life. And I was gigantic Paul Newman fan. Yeah, yeah. And it was just part of me that was going, don't just reach out and go, I'm a big fan. <laughs> let, <laughs> let this man have his tragedy yeah. without being an asshole. But it was the weirdest thing to have somebody that's basically like a hero to you, and then you see them as they're finding out about a tragedy. Yeah, oof. He's the best. The this the Hudsucker Proxy, where he was an oh, older yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. Amazing. So good. Amazing performance. Uh, so we got to wrap this up. Yeah. Mark Norman, thanks for coming in, buddy. Thanks for having me. Always a always a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you in here. Very very funny man. Uh, still got it available on iTunes now, and you can uh, check out his half hour comedy special currently airing on Comedy Central. On Twitter, at Mark Norm. Good to see you again. Oh, and the podcast. Yes, Tuesdays with Stories. Tuesdays with Stories on iTunes. That's it for us. We're off next week. On vacation. Anything else we need to plug before we get out of here, Chris? We're good. We're out. We're good. Take care, everybody. Peace. Satellite's gone. That's the end of my show. Donk. Soon it'll be filled with park and cars I watched it for a little while I love to watch things on TV
with Harry, Mark, and John. Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday through Thursday with Harry, Mark, and John.